There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, Stephen Diener hosted the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome in to the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. It's QFTA, Action Jackson, Timothy Michael McKernan with you. One gentleman in his apartment, one gentleman in his basement. That's where the HomeLoanExpert.com studios are. And Jackson, this is a, this is a first. It's, it's exciting. Everybody's talking about it in town. All the kids are gathered around their phones, their iPads. Their uh, what do they what do they have on the the Tom Brady through their Microsoft surfaces? Mm, yes, laptops. <laughs> we are going live on the uh, on the TMA fan page, not for Pick Six presented by Tullamore where guys get together and guess inaccurately on football games and some dart matches, but rather for QFTA because you and I will not be doing a radio presentation until a week from tomorrow. And I see you have things streaming across the bottom of our uh, screen here. Yep. It's uh, encouraging folks to go subscribe to the Morning After STL on YouTube. Get those, uh, get your subscribe, subscribing in because then come January 4th, Tuesday, January 4th, you can just turn on YouTube and bada bing, you're going to be watching the Morning After live. You'll, it's like you're going to be there with us. Yeah, you will be uh, the Plowhawks' glorious return. Uh-huh. Uh, Action Jackson on the ones and twos, uh, Doug, Iggy, and myself, and then Jackson and I will get up, and, and we don't walk across the hallway, we walk down the hallway. I think the studio adjacent to ours is, is it 105.7 The Points of the Riz Show? Yes, yeah, it Riz is. will be right next to us. All right, and then you, yeah, I think, have WIL. Yeah. And then I think you have 106.5 The Arch. And yep. then I think you have Kay She. Yes. You got to meet Learn last week. I did. She's lovely. Well, what what were you expecting? You kind of said it like, what's all this to do about Learn? She's wonderful people. I, I guess, yeah, that might have been a, a poor reaction. But she was, just, it was. She, she was just really very nice and wonderful. And I look forward to working alongside her. Uh, and then right next to the Kay She studio is uh, is 101 ESPN, which is where we will go at 10 o'clock for Balloon Party, uh, yep. which when we initially came up with the name, I'm like, ah, tribute to Joe Strauss. But now in meetings, I have to say with a straight face, oh, you know, on Balloon Party, and I can't, <laughs> and I can't deliver it with a straight face. <laughs> I, it's a great name for a, a great, not only a great writer, but a great guy. And uh, I think it's a great honor for him, and it's just a great name for the show. I think it's so perfect. Uh, Balloon Party will debut uh, the same day we debut on 105.7 HD2. TMASTL.com. I say it it will replace InsideSTL.com. You go to InsideSTL.com, it'll just redirect you to it. That's not up yet. I think I was told it was going to be up on the 20, I don't know, this week, I guess, at at some point. Maybe it is up. I don't know. I haven't been on there yet today. but anyway, that's going to be the website where you can stream. So even if you don't have HD2 in your car, oh, it is up. Huh? You didn't need to log out. out. I guess you can tell people, check out TMSCL.com on your 
on your yeah, scroll. Oh, my, yeah, my this these uh these graphics that you know we allocate so many funds towards the graphics. Boy, boy when we <laughs> we up the budget on that, the website <laughs> is live. See, how come when I'm in the in the chat on the Streamyard, I can't see? And I guess I go to the fan page and see who's making the comments. Yeah, so anything. Streamyard, you have to like like sign not sign in but you kind of have to do something to allow it to show who you are youtube and i think twitter you don't have to but face it's weird about facebook so it's like anonymous facebook users that's what it, that's what it comes up as but then i can go to the fan page and see who it yeah, is Yeah, you can see who's doing so it. anyway we're going to be doing qfta i don't know how many times a week we're going to do it this week i kind of just like to bs with the audience and then you know allow them to ask whatever questions they mm-hmm. may have questions for Jackson. Jackson wants to do a thorough preview of Missouri and Kentucky. It's only, what, uh, 52 hours away. So uh, no, break it down. I'm surprised we don't have a countdown clock <laughs> on the top right-hand countdown corner. Countdown to the, the program's final nail in the coffin. <laughs> so uh, that's going on. I This is the week. Well, I'll tell you what. This is I'm not doing real well with this, and I'm going to have to navigate this. It will be a year ago tomorrow that I began driving down to Jupiter for what would be the fourth straight year. And this year there will be no Jupiter. Um, Certainly part of it is our new station, but the other part of it is my wife is going to be giving birth at any moment. She theoretically could say, hey, it's time while we are doing this podcast. Now that would be early, but she is 35 weeks. So we we are kind of within the range at this moment. So there will be no Jupiter, but I remember leaving at like, I don't know, four or five in the morning last year, drove all the way just to the north of the Florida border mm. um, in one day. And that was only because there was an accident where we were just stuck. Well, not we. I was by myself stuck uh, south of Atlanta, which there really is nothing between Atlanta and, and the Florida border. Uh-huh. Uh and I think somebody was killed on the on the interstate walking, like, on the side of the road. And so the, the interstate just shut down. Otherwise, I made it to Orlando in one day two years ago. So I am resigned to the situation, but it makes me sad. So uh, that is that is an honest uh, communication. On top of that, both me and Jackson are ill. But you have the official diagnosis. You tested positive yeah. last week. Mm-hmm. I have tested negative, but unlike you, I have symptoms. You have no symptoms. Yeah, it's weird. It's super weird. Yeah, I feel – I had a sore throat for a couple of days, but really – and even, like, the worst, it wasn't brutal. I mean, it was a sore throat. I didn't cough, sneeze, no fever, didn't lose my taste or smell, knock on wood. But, yeah, so far I've been fine. So many people seem to have this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we were talking about before we went live – is um, if this were 2019, 2018, whatever, I'd be like, oh, I have a cold, although the cold has been around forever. On top of it, I was tested last week because I didn't want to come into the studio for our final show if I was positive, Mm -hmm. but I tested negative. So I have no idea. Uh, I mean, it's not like I'm I'm, I'm obviously talking. I can smell and taste and everything, but I just have congestion like crazy. Yeah. You are completely fine now. Yeah, really have been, uh, you know, the – First day, right after I tested positive, I would say that night was the worst my sore throat felt. It was really hard to swallow. Um, but then that next morning I woke up fine. It would come in and out. And then these past two days, truly haven't had to 
use a cough drop or anything. I've been totally fine and no fever the whole time, never really felt sick at all. So that's nice. You know, it sucks that you got to, like, isolate, but what are you going to do? I uh, I started with a sore throat like you. Uh-huh. Tested, negative, cough, and now it's congestion that I wake up and I just am congested and, and just yeah. have snot rags everywhere. Mm. You know, don't yeah. get me wrong. These these are always nearby, but just, <laughs> it's just it's just for a different purpose. So uh, I my doctor told me Tylenol, cold and flu, so I just popped some of those. Yeah. And uh, and yeah. and my mom just texted me, "Where are you?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has she not been down in the basement before? I believe she's been to the house, or she or she I don't know what. I don't know what that meant, but I just I just got the text. That Tylenol works wonders. I took it. I woke up with a headache one morning that I, I since I've had it, and my throat was pretty good, hurting. And I took a Tylenol, and both the headache and sore throat went away. Oh, is that right? Agree <laughs> for Tylenol. Maybe that's what I should, I was on Mucinex here for the last few days. Tylenol is Tylenol. That got me good. Oh, my mom was trying to text my dad. See, this is one of the things. <laughs> your your dad doesn't have the same name as you, right? No. Here I am, 45 years old, and it's still going on. Yeah. Which is why inside of my house, and now some of the people at Hubbard, when they interact with my father or some mm. of the clients that my father knows, it's Timmy, like I'm on the Blues checking line. You know? <laughs> and and my brother Dan is Danny. Kevin, who is always thanked at the end of the presentation. Uh-huh. the hell was that, Jackson? Is that on your end or my end? Uh... That sounded like the Outlook email uh, notification thing. Oh. I did not get one, so. Okay. Oh, let's see what's doing on my end. Um, yeah, that. Uh, let's see. Um, anyway, so yeah, that whole thing. Kevin uh, can't be Kevin-y, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and Mara is uh, in, in the clear. But me and Dan are Timmy and Danny, even though he's in his forties and I'm in my forties. So it, it contained. My mom is sitting here texting me because she thinks she's texting my dad. So that's. That's wonderful. So that's what's been going on. So we this this is unique because people can interact. Yeah. Um, unlike usual, when we just get emails, and we can't have a back and forth. So uh, you know, we're we're sitting here this week. Uh, everybody is off. We will be on YouTube. How about the number of subscriptions? I always get, this is like the Tam Avenue Capital Partners. Absolute dumpster fire. Tonight is our last chance to win any money for 2021 for tax purposes. I have zero faith. Uh, but I can talk about the Tam Avenue Capital Partners because we lose all of the time. If we were to win all the time, I wouldn't talk about it. But, no, we truly lose. I mean, just hideously lose. Um, but the, but So this can come off the wrong way, and on our presentation, anything that is a positive can go off the wrong way. But we already have 875 people subscribed to the TMASDF page. Oh, yeah, on the air. You know this, and I know this. The people in Hubbard Digital and, and uh, some locally, they're like, hopefully we can get 100 by the time you guys go live. And then if that's the case, then there's some kind of de- – not deal. I shouldn't say deal. I think to, to go live, you, you have to have URL or something? Is that what it is? I think to go live, you need 100. So they're like, well, we got to get to 100. I was like, in five minutes, we'll get to 100. But, um, I mean, we announced it, like, the night before Christmas Eve at yeah, 6 o'clock. So it wasn't uh, optimal yeah. timing. That's that's what you uh, – you announce uh, bad news on a weekend night, and you announce good news on a Monday morning, and we kind of – did the inverse, but I just wanted people to become aware of it. 
And now TMASTL.com is live, so people can see that, because I saw somebody was saying, I love that the new website opens up to Fan Page Club Championship highlights. Give them, give them what they want early. And we still, by the way, we still, whoever shot and uploaded that video, we believe it was Nick Yale, but we never got into the Inside STL YouTube. We can't get in to the YouTube. No, impenetrable fortress. I mean, it's unbelievable. So we had to create the new YouTube, which everybody was kind of fine with. I mean, yeah. this is a, this is apparently a more common problem than you would think. I'm ridiculously embarrassed by it, but they're kind of like, oh, we did this with another station, you know, years ago, and the person left and didn't save the password, so we just had to start a new one. So anyway, subscribe to TMA. Uh, what is it? The morning after STL on YouTube. Yep. And we are at 875 subscribers. I on at 878. They keep going up. So I guess we'll have 1,000 by the time we uh, we go live a week from tomorrow. So you'll be able to watch the show. I saw somebody posting, I don't know if it was in this thread or a different thread, how they can't wait for the YouTube chat. My understanding on the YouTube chat is it would make the text inbox, the engineered design facilities text inbox, look timid in comparison. Um, the The YouTube chat is a is a whole thing. I mean, a whole thing. Are you aware of this? Well, I, I've never really gone YouTube chatting. I haven't gone down that road really before, but I've seen the text inbox multi- thousands of times. And if it can get crazier than that, then oh, yeah. good on you. Because I, I mean, I've seen things in there that uh, no human being should ever see. Yeah, it is. Uh, that, it's my understanding. I'll have to. I'll have to check with uh, the powers that be on the. Uh, on what, how they've handled it with uh, with some shows, but it's gotten to the point that they're just like, okay, we can only turn this on for a few minutes on a couple of shows. So, uh, <laughs> well, they're about to be, welcome to the, the granddaddy of them all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's going to be uh, going to be a whole thing. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting texts. Uh, oh, people like Alexa, the spontaneity. Alexa Strauss. Hey, why don't you tell the people about Mark Hanna? While uh, while I tend to Alexis and uh, make sure everything is okay. Well, the new year is coming. It's almost uh, January 1st. Why don't you guys, for as your new year's resolution is to get more financially stable for the future. Learn how to save some money. And you might say, I don't know how to save money. I don't know what to do. I know what to do. You call Mark Hanna because he is the best. What he'll do is he'll educate you. He'll learn about you first. He wants to learn about what your goals are, where you are in life, and what your financial situation is. From there, he'll educate you on what the best plan is going forward to help you save money for the future. That's what's important. When you're my age or around my age, the act of saving money is super, super important. The value, the, the amount of money isn't as important as just the act of doing it. So please, get in contact with Mark Hanna. He'll straighten you out. He'll get you all set up. Give him a call. He'll, uh, he's just going to get you right. And every time you get off the phone with Mark Hanna, I guarantee you'll make, he'll make you feel like a better human being. That's the truth, Jackson. Oh, is it ever. He's the greatest. So give Mark Hanna a call. And uh, if you already have someone, I'd consider making a switch because he's really that good. He is Mark Hanna. He is with Evergreen Wealth Strategies. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Uh, I need to – I don't know if I – can I talk about – Maybe it's some. I need, I need to clear it with Mark Hanna because Mark Hanna played a uh, significant role in this year's festivities. 
which some people may find interesting. Others might just be like, I really don't care. There have been plenty of interesting, and I mean super interesting. And Jackson, you really haven't been around for most of the super interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, but you've been around for some of the business stuff this year. Mm-hmm. And I think some people would find it interesting. The stuff that more people would be fascinated by would be the, the titillating stuff that really hasn't had much of an impact on anything outside of my my bills with my my therapist. But uh, Mark Hanna was incredibly helpful uh, this year. And, and Jackson, you're right. He is one of those people that when you talk with him on the phone, you hang up the phone, or if I, I had lunch with him a couple weeks ago, you just feel better about the world. I don't know what he's got going on, but he's got some kind of thing going. 314-889-0503. Alexis texted me. No worries. We can talk later. Just very big news makes today a little better given what it is. Today is the sixth anniversary of her father passing. Joe Strauss passed away six years ago today. So when she texted me just now, I'm like, oh, man, I hope she's doing okay. And if she's not, I'm just going to have to – we're going to have to come back. But um, I don't know if she's announced – did she say it? No, she said it when she came in. She did a sound story last week, mm-hmm. so it wasn't public information. But the school she's getting into, I mean, my God, the school she's applying to, much less the school she's getting into, a whole thing. But I, I will allow her to uh, – to talk about that whenever she wants to talk about it. I guess she got into another ridiculous school. It's it's in another world. I couldn't be more proud of her and happy for her, um, considering she lost her dad in her freshman year of college, and now she's, you know, she's going to be incredibly successful. Uh, she is absolutely brilliant. So uh, what we have going on here on the right side it, well, what is the right side for me and Jackson in our chat is, is people asking questions and BSing. Uh, anything you want to talk about, it's not specific to anything. If you want to talk about radio, we certainly can do that. The podcast, Balloon Party, Sound Story, uh, Tim McCurden Show podcast, whatever, sports, degenerate gambling. I'll tell you this. Mm. For gambling purposes, like I said, tonight is the last – it is. Or no, there's th- is there Thursday night football this week? I guess there might be. That would be the 30th? <laughs> I think so. Wow. When did you start smoking? What in the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you sound yeah, that, terrible. What's going on with you? That was one of the rare coughs. That was one of the rare coughs. No NFL on Thursday night, I guess. Huh. That's surprising. I guess that's because there's Bulls? Yeah, that oh, would make yeah. sense. Yeah. God, I really like South Carolina plus nine. I like it so It was like that. I remember I was on Green Bay minus seven and a half, and I said it before. I said, it just seems too good to be true. And sure enough, that's the way yep. there was. I love South Carolina plus nine. Anyway, for those of you wagering tonight, He's 2-2 two and two this week, though, so it's not like this is what the Wizard likes the Dolphins uh, tonight. What's the number on that now? Wow, Miami's minus three. Yeah, I think I just I know New Orleans starting uh, Ian Book at quarterback, so they're on their yeah. third or fourth stringer. Yeah. I wonder what number he got it at, because I doubt it was minus three when he initially got it. He was on the Broncos yesterday. He lost. He was on the Vikings. He lost. And he was on the Bengals, and he won. And he was on the Lions, and he won. I was yeah. on the Lions, and I won. And I had Joe Burrow and T. Higgins. We still couldn't make any fucking money. Yeah. man. I'm telling you, this Daily Fantasy, I can't wait for golf. Not that we kill golf, but we're a hell of a lot better than the NFL. The NFL is too much variability. Like, one guy gets hurt in the first quarter, and then his backup comes in and blows, like, has a great game. How are you supposed to handicap that? How are you supposed to handicap so much of the variability that happens? James Robinson was a great play yesterday, but he tore his Achilles in the first quarter. You're just you're just immediately done, but you have to diversify yeah. your roster. So anyway, no, I'm not going to go into the weeds on that. Um, so anyway, we've got a bunch of questions here. 
and I have some from the uh, the inbox as well. Um, let me go into the chat and see what's doing here, Jackson. I see we have 21 comments and see how it's how, how it's going. I gotta blow my nose so badly. I'll vamp while you do that. <laughs> but I wanna here. Let's see what I got here. I'm gonna. What, what, what do you see when I do this? Uh, some blankets. Oh, this is uh, my bed. Now you get to see my bed where I sleep. Oh, because I've been cuffed <laughs> by my son. Cuffed, and you cuffed. slept there for like months, right? Oh my God! When I when I was picturing getting up to drive to Florida last year, I'm like, "Fuck!" I got up on this couch last year. I mean, I've been sleeping <laughs> on this couch for a year. I mean, we were down there for six months, but at least a year. He's this been relegated. And I don't know, you know, when the baby comes, we've like talked to him like, "You're not going to be able to sleep in the bed." with mom anymore but that's yeah. going to be a whole thing anyway uh yeah you were gonna have fun vamping well i don't know what you're what, what, what you've got ready to go but i'm gonna go blow my nose off camera did not create a meme there, there's my bed there's where it all goes down yeah the baseball cards on there no here oh. so these are little things that uh, look that's upside down so we build these with with magnets that gotcha. are on this thing this is what i see oh there you go i thought you were printing out nfts no, we we should do that though. <laughs> so this is this is how I spend time, and then I play soccer with the the neighborhood kids who are four and seven and are scoring on me. I mean, this is a <laughs> it's a, it's a absolute absolute mess. All right, what do we got here? I'm going to scroll up and go. Hey, Tim and Jackson, both look great. Hope you're enjoying your time off. Can't wait until next Tuesday. That's how I feel. Usually, this week between Christmas and New Year's is the best. Now, you are at 23. You haven't experienced it much, but I love it, and here's my reasoning for love it. People kind of shut down, and so it's the only week of the year, one out of 52, where it's understood, eh, if you can't get back, you can't get back. Everything's cool. Everybody's like at a more old-school pace, and I love that. This week, mainly because at any moment, I mean, listen, it's not like Anna Marie is on the, on the verge of giving birth, but she is within the range of it happening. We certainly don't want it. She's due February 1st. Um, but, I mean, we're not going to be doing anything. And then on top of that, I am ill. It seems like a lot of people are ill. So I would rather just be working. I, would, I wish we could, could have started today, which yeah. is not how I usually am. Uh, I just have enthusiasm to – I can't wait to do the show. I can't wait to do TMA, of course, but I also can't wait to see the Plowhawk and do a show with him for the first time in, like, 19 months. Uh, I can't wait to start Balloon Party. I can't wait to see how that's going to go. Yeah. Because obviously, I mean, we've, we've, we've done 22 minutes of talking here, and, you know, I, I guess we're probably going to do 45 minutes of talking in that hour there. Yeah, 40 to 45, I would assume. And, you know... I, th I don't think in the first week you're going to be running the board, but in the second week you'll be on the board. Yeah. And I just told you, just cut my mind, just go to just go to breaks. Because yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> I think it's going to be kind of a Chris Russo. I could be wrong on this. Kind of a Chris Russo, not to that extent, but just word vomit, insanity, whatever disorder he has. I think I have. So that's what I picture for balloon party. But I, I'm not going to be like, okay, well, we're two minutes away from a break. Let me start wrapping up and then tease the next segment. I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. It's not who I am. So 
I think I'll just have to be talking and you'll just have to cut it off. I think that'll make for great content. I think that'll be outstanding. I think you're closer to Mad Dog Russo right now sitting on your couch. That's where he does his show. That's now. where he does his show. And he starts. He screams at his wife to bring him snacks. <laughs> really worked up. Oh, God. Uh, and then, you know, the Tim McKernan show, Patty Maroon and I were texting two weeks ago, I guess it was. And I'm like, hey, uh, you know, we got the David Freeze interview, albeit a year and a half ago. We got the Lance Berkman interview. We got the John Hannon interview. Let's just release those things. Yeah. So that might be making its debut on the Tim McKernan show, but Pat still wants to do something. So I don't know how this is all going to work out. Um, but we got those. I want to – you have been producing the presentation for more than a year. And how many times – I'll set the over-under of ah, seven and a half that I've asked you to book a guest in a year. What do you think on that? Uh, and I'm going to, and, and for the purpose of the discussion, I'm going to strike Gabe and Derek Gould. Under. Way 100% under. under. <laughs> way under. I, I can probably name off the top of my head. We got uh, what the guy from Sir, Siberia. Uh, oh, yeah. Daniel Wallach. Right. We got, his name is Holden Kerwicki. We got him. And oh yeah, the uh, what was was he uh, KSDK? He is. Uh, yeah, or yeah, he's KSDK. Uh, and then that's about it. Like I, uh, I really, I, I really am like digging in. So I want to get back into the guests. Yeah, Iggy does most of that. So I know, but I mean, Iggy, Iggy's Iggy's Rolodex is wonderful for Iggy interviews. You know, yes. like Lee Majors joins us now. You know, but. <laughs> But as far as, so I don't know. I don't know what direction I want to go with it. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing with pod. Here, here's one of the deals. Here's something I've observed in years of of doing this stuff. And now with with the podcast phenomenon, and I am guilty of it, and I've experienced it firsthand. And some of you who have a podcast who might be watching this uh, may have experienced it as well. You want to start out strong, and yeah. then you base it on guess. I even saw it happen to Joe Buck and um, Oliver Hudson. And you're just, you come out guns blazing and you've got ridiculous guests. And then about a month in, you go, oh, shit. (laughs) We can't keep this up. Yeah. And so I don't like building a podcast around guests because COVID happened and that's what really kind of curtailed the guests for this show. But we were at a point where I'm like, man, what direction do we go? So, because it's like to to keep them at that level. I'd like to like have maybe like a rotation of sorts of people I can BS with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, was that me or you? Let's see if that was me. I, 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 I X'd out my outlook, so. Can't yeah, that was me. That was me. Whenever we're in a meeting with the guys from Hubbard, there's always 80, 80 email dings from the six people who are in the, <laughs> in the Zoom just constantly getting emails and stuff. It's great. Uh, so anyway, I want to do guests. But I, but I also, it's, it's, I, there's, 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 there's what you want and then what is realistic. Now, when I started the podcast in October of 2017, people, I, we, they would come into the studio with rare exceptions. Now, very rarely would I expect people to come into the studio. People come to the studio for sound story. Sure. But they don't come in, they want to come to the studio for sound story. But to do interviews, that, that's, that's not going to be as commonplace. So that's a whole, element as well so anyway um 
I, I don't know. I don't know. But we gotta we gotta get on that as well, and then we'll play some of those clips on uh, on Balloon Party. I know Dan McLaughlin will be with us on Thursdays on Balloon Party. Sweet. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, the way I visualized Balloon Party, and we've been working on it for like the what last three weeks. Yep. I said to Jackson, I said, all right, this in this case, you actually be producing a show. So come up with 10 questions every day, not all sports related, maybe, what would you say, 40 to 60% are sports. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, it is a big day in the email inbox. Um, that was an email from Hubbard saying TMASTL.com is live, so you can yeah, go check that's it out. Right? That's um, so, uh, but then others is culture, music, entertainment, movies, TV shows, uh, food, whatever. So that's... Because I can't do only sports. I can't do it. I, I'd be out of my mind if I were to do only sports. So that's that's what they want. So God bless America. That's what we'll do. And it will be a lot more like QFTA. So if you want to hear your question read on 101 ESPN, uh, email me at tmckernan at insidestl.com and, uh, and feel free to fire away. The uncensored version of QFTA will continue to exist on this podcast. So erotic stories and things of, uh, yeah. of that. Yeah. All right, let me go back and more. Uh, my pant cannot get any tighter than it is right now. The website is live. Uh, that's correct, tmastl.com. You can see it. Uh, let's see. What's the plan for TMA TikTok? Jackson, that sounds like a Jackson question. So it's kind of similar to our what we do for we'll, – we'll post Instagram, Twitter, YouTube clips. What does Instagram. that mean? We lose, we're going to lose the password? No, no, no. No, just kind of stuff to post on there to, you know, constantly post stuff TMA related. We'll have the video of it, which makes it a huge difference. Because I, I, I think, and I think a lot, posting just audio, people can go listen to that, but they won't watch, and you can yeah. watch the clips, which creates, drives traffic to the YouTube so how's that? I'm curious how that's going to work. Uh-huh. So who is going to be – are you and the Plowhawk going to be editing those clips and then posting them on social media? Is that how it works? Yep. Yeah, and so you might see the same clip on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, but it will be on all those platforms. And then there will be certainly some TikTok-driven content that will be exclusive to TikTok. Like, I mean, TikTok, I mean, it's – right now it's kind of viewed as, like, a thing for kids. In a couple years it won't be. It's going to be as big as any social media thing in the world. Now, 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 the way I – first off, I don't have a TikTok account. Uh-huh. And then secondly, I view you view it as a place uh, for for uh, housewives starved for attention to get likes. But you're telling me that's not what it is. Well, like, you kind of just – routines and then participating in pyramid schemes. That's <laughs> how I view TikTok right now. But you're telling me that's not what it's for. Well, you kind of just describe social media in general. But in a grant – like TikTok is – unbelievably entertaining like there's a bunch of stupid stuff but you just scroll right past it like you and then then it learns what you like and it, like i mostly get golf and basketball videos and i actually find a lot of it so like they'll put a minute long clip of uh, mic'd up tour players and you just watch that for a minute and you swipe down and there's some more stuff about basketball there's some stuff about this it's just i, I find it interesting and it's like instagram if instagram if the picture is moved you know so and instagram is huge it's one of the biggest, and I think TikTok in a couple of years will be the biggest. Like, what is the TMA? Is it TMAST? Everything's TMAST. Yeah, I believe so. I can get confirmation on All that. Right. But that we'll start doing some stuff, and I, I'll do some fun stuff with TikTok too. So that should be a lot of fun. I actually, that's 
with all the social media stuff, I'm looking forward to it all. But YouTube and TikTok is what I'm really looking forward to getting, you know, sinking my teeth into. Uh, feel better, Jackson. Uh, I feel, I feel great. <laughs> my head would with the audience. I'm the one who's sick, but feel better, Jackson. Yeah, fuck you, Tim. Jackson, oh, feel better. <laughs> uh, I love it that the new website opens up to Fan Page Club Championship highlights. Yep, that's wonderful. Last year's. Uh, Tim, I would gladly endure symptoms for you. You are kind of my hero. Thank you. Uh, I am guessing neither of you boys are wearing pants. Jackson, what about you? I unfortunately am, but, you know, oh, things, bad things can change. Jackson, uh, I am wearing shorts because I've been out getting my ass kicked. Uh, yeah, I'm wearing shorts with my well. son. Uh, did Jackson uh, – nice. Wow, this is becoming very slutty. <laughs> did Jackson get his COVID from Gareth? <laughs> no. Gary did have it like a month ago or so. Gary. But, <laughs> Gary Do you have it now? What? Does he have it now? Uh-uh. No. 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 All my all my buddies I was with last Saturday ended up getting it. That's how really? like, it just spreads like that like crazy. God. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. But well, there's a good chance that I got it from you. If you did get it, yeah, I would say. Because that, we're in that tiny little podcast studio, or we Yeah, were. but we stay pretty – I mean, we stay – the six-feet thing might be in play there. Even though it is a tiny space, you and I are pretty separate. I don't know. But it, but the problem is there's no way to know who you necessarily maybe got it from because it's so contagious. Yeah. You know? And you never know. This is the first time since the pandemic started that I have had like five days in a row where I haven't felt good. But I can taste. But then I was talking to our uh, neighbor earlier today, and she has it. And she's like, she's had it before, had it back in May. But she's like, I can smell and taste and everything is, is good there. So it's just different. This, yeah. I don't know if I have it. I'm going to get tested again tomorrow to find out for sure. My doctor, you know. I, I did test negative last week, so I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to not yeah, have if, if you did test positive, you'd be pretty deep into your isolation, you know. Like, yeah. You oh, I would anyway. more day, probably a day or two more that you'd still necessarily – they say – I read a study that, like, you're only contagious really for five days after you start feeling symptoms. After that, you're really not contagious anymore. Okay. All right. Good so. job. Uh, let's see. Tim, important question. Is the beard here to stay? Lemmings are inquiring. I don't know. I, uh, I trim it. I don't know. It, it comes and it comes and it goes. Mm. It goes. I'm jealous. I can't grow a beard. So. Can't grow a beard. Doug can't grow any facial hair. Yeah. This is all, I mean, this is, like I said, I, I trim it. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. It, what, it, what, honestly, at this point, what does it matter? Oh, Jackson, looks like we got another, uh, another email just came in. Uh, yep. more about the uh, my phone. Uh, let's see uh, you guys are going to ruin my work productivity with the YouTube video yeah I think the YouTube video is uh, is going to be a thing like like for example and by that I mean well what does that mean that's a very vague statement so now I have the Sirius XM app Alvin Mack told me to watch the Ben Affleck interview that Howard Stern did with him. Did you watch that, Jackson, or do you even listen to the show or watch any of Stern? Stern, I, 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 I mean, Stern was like 40 when you were born. Might, actually, he's probably older than that when you were born. Yeah, he's like, what, 68 right now? I think so, yeah. yeah. Right around that wheelhouse, yeah. I, I listen every once in a while. Like, if he has, like, a great, I guess he has, I mean, he has great rapport with so many of his guests, but, like, that's when Jerry Seinfeld goes on, I always listen to that one, or... Uh, Adam Sandler, he's always – whenever Sandler's on Stern, I always catch that. Yeah. 
because that's the best. So the Ben Affleck one was really good, and now that I, I have the app on my television, uh, I'll just watch the interview, and I love these long-form interviews. It's my personally my favorite thing, like it for podcasts, but to be able to watch it, it's even better. And so I think, you know, I know it's been really successful for the Rizzuto show, um, and so that's why Hubbard, which owns 105.7 The Point, which has the Rizzuto show, which is the number one show in the market by far and away, uh, which is why they wanted to get us on YouTube, because it's just going to lead to exposing the show to so many people who haven't been aware of it. I mean, it's it's not intended to be disrespectful. It's just that the hand that, you know, you have. How many people in their 20s or 30s or 40s get up and go, oh, I'm going to listen to AM radio unless they have a destination program, you know? And then on the other side, how many people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s watch YouTube in some capacity every single day? I mean, what percentage would you say? you got to be three out of four, and I would imagine yeah. it's oh, higher than that. You know, I mean, Every day for sure, and if not every day, every other day. Like people, that yeah. YouTube is super popular. So, you know, a lot of this is about, for me personally, for me as an individual with my career, it's a diversification of my career, and by that it means – TMA has done what it's done for the last 17 years, but uh, I also inevitably wanted to get into some other things, um, and but I didn't want to end TMA if I got another thing. So the key was to keep, you know, to start the new thing, but also keep TMA going. There was no reason for TMA to end. Uh, so this allows TMA to grow. Balloon Party can be the new thing. Uh, the Tim McKernan Show and more with the Tim McKernan Show podcast can be the new thing. And Sound Story has already become a thing, but just to do more with Sound Story. Uh, Jackson will now be one of the people who is available for interviews. And uh, whereas, uh, you know, we, we want to cast a wider net because some people can't afford, you know, what it costs for me or Doug to do the interview. And we want more people to be able to do them. So that's where Jackson and the Plowhawk as a producer will come into play. For uh, Sound Story, we want to continue to grow Sound Story. It's turned into something um, bigger than I think uh, I anticipated when we started it, and now we can finally market because we were able to promote it on TMA and promote it on 101 ESPN and promote it on the uh, all the hundred stations here in St. Louis. Uh, let's see. Uh, regarding the all-day TMA station, will this replay the show from the day over and over? Or will this be a constant best up? Jackson, why don't you tell the people? Uh, what it's going to be. I'm going to blow my nose again, so you're going to look at my bed. There yeah. it is. Yeah, good luck. Um, it's a mix. It's a mix. There'll be hours where it's a replay of that day's show or shows earlier in the week, uh, but the the majority, especially like afternoon drive, will be dedicated to best ofs and just TMA-related content, Swope's picks, stuff like that, old interviews, uh, just Best of segments on rotation, man, and that's 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, man. That's all day, every day we're going to be, uh, you know, playing that stuff. Weekends, too. So there's going to be a mix of both uh, previous shows from either that day or earlier in the week, but a lot of, a ton of best of audio and uh, just stuff that people love to hear. So it's really, it's super, super exciting stuff. So I, I think, that, and I don't know if you were saying this, uh, Jennings just texted me while we were, uh, he said he wants to be involved in Sound Story as well. Uh, yeah. I'd love to have Jennings involved in Sound Story. Um, that from 7 to 10 you have the live show. Yep. And if you already said this, I apologize. I was mid-texting. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't go over the schedule or anything. 10 to 1 replaying the 7 to 10 show. And then one o'clock to seven, seven mm-hmm. right? 
Yep. Will be best ofs. Yep. So right. afternoon, your afternoons can be dedicated to hearing best of content. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then seven to ten p.m. to mirror our seven to ten a.m. a replay of that day's show. And then you know, as you're getting into bed, ten p.m. to one a.m. You know, whenever you decide to rest your head in your chambers, you can fall asleep to some best of audio uh, from TMA. And then overnight, we'll play some replays of that day's show as well. Or shows are in the week. And the weekends will be uh, – we're working on the weekend schedule, but it will be a replay of that week's show along with a lot of cool best of stuff. So, you know, say you're playing golf with your buddies on the weekend. You have, you know, TuneIn or whatever app you use or the TMA app, which eventually will come out. Uh, you can just turn that on, connect to Bluetooth, and you can hear best of audio with your buddies while you're playing golf with your friends on the weekends. Like, and then one of the things that I thought would be, you know, and a lot of this, I mean, here's something I, I'll be, I'll, I know I'm going to wind up saying it over and over again. Well, number one, I don't own operate it, but I haven't owned and operated this for uh, years now. And it just, it does, it seems like, I think at this point, it's almost like a Tim, you're the best. It's like a joke, I think, because I don't think anybody really, really thinks that I do. If you really think I own Hubbard, then, then God bless. Um, it's, it, you know, it's a, it's a pretty valuable company. I do not have any shares. Um, but you know, people will ask questions or make requests as if I call the shots. So what we are able to do though, is make observations and then see if things are possible. So we do like that. Um, but one of the things I know that I will be saying over the course, this is a brand new thing for both us and for them. And so inevitably what things look like on January 4th, when we debut, versus where they look like on even February 4th, much less March 4th or April 4th, it will look drastically different. For example, there's going to be a TMA-specific app. Um, and initially, as you know, Jackson, because you've been on the same calls that I've been on, they uh, that was going to be done at the end of the first quarter. But now the goal is to have that in January. So that's one thing. And on this TMA app, as opposed to just replaying shows in, a, in full episodes, if you go to the SiriusXM app uh, and you search for Howard, like if you're a SiriusXM client, there's a whole section for best of on the Howard channel, and so it's not going to replay all the best of episodes. That would be that would be too much, take up too much space, and so on and so forth. It'll have that day's shows for you, just like you can go back and watch the YouTube show. Yeah. But um, but on the app, you'll be able to pull up best of segments, and they'll be there for you. And that's something that will will come with uh, some time, which I think is a, yeah. is a pretty cool thing to have. Yeah, there's going to be some growing pains, as, as always, but, you know, we're, we're, in good, we're in a good place, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, let's see. Uh, YouTube chat is awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, so on that, and then somebody said, whoa, that means that everyone will, be, in essence, be able to see the text inbox. Um, I, I, I would imagine that the YouTube chat will come and go. I don't think we will have it up there the entire show because I know that's what other shows have chosen to do, for example, because it just got so toxic. So the text inbox will be a separate thing from the YouTube chat, just to clarify. Um, and Jackson, you have the number for the chat so people can save that. What is the, or not the chat, the text. Oh, you got it scrolling across the bottom. 314-881-TMA5. Yes, sir. 314 TMA5, and that's going to be your uh, text-in number to harass us uh, both physically and mentally. So. Yep, looking forward to it. So you'll be able to see us and be critical of our appearances. Speaking of which, Tim, you look radiant. You had work done. Nope. 
nothing. Just just uh, straight up natural hotness. Uh, let's see. Will it still be called the Ryan Kelly morning after? Will you still have the same sponsor switching over? Uh, I would imagine the answer to that. Well, the Ryan Kelly morning after certainly, and I I, I don't want to jinx it because you don't you never want to jinx anything. Um, but if anything, the sponsors I think are are more enthused than I anticipated. I expected when we announced this, just because that's the way things are, at least in my mind. I'm predisposed to going okay. What will the complaints be when we announce it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got. Well, you run through all the situations in your head. It's just natural. So when it was, and still is, as well received as it was, slash still is, that was, I wasn't expecting. I knew it would. I mean, it it, it couldn't have been killed. It's obviously a great thing. But I, I'm like, okay, what will the criticism be? And it's just been met with, you know, because the only thing you're losing is AM radio. And I get that, you know, for some people, uh, that is how they listen to the, the show and how they have listened to the show. And, I, and I'm and i not dismissing that. Um, and I realize not everybody has HD radio, you know, or or you probably do, but you've never really used it. That's what I think is, is most likely the case. Sure. But for our audience and for seeing our downloads, um, it's a show that is trending in this direction. And it was just a matter of ripping off the Band-Aid, which allows us to do more. So you're not going to remain stagnant just to stay on AM radio when we see the size of the downloads. And then now we open up the door to a professionally produced YouTube live stream. My God, Jackson. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, so anyway, um, so yeah, so HD2, TMASTL.com, YouTube, uh, tune in, I know is how a lot of people listen to it. Uh, so all of those things will be, uh, available. And then of course, yes, I, I, as far as Ryan Kelly, you know, yes, still the Ryan Kelly morning after hell, it's been the Ryan Kelly morning after since 2013. Uh, will there be a plowsy snick snack camp? Well, the Plowhawk will always be on camera, just like me, just like, uh, Doug, just like, Jackson and just like Iggy. So uh, there you go. Uh, you will be always be able to see the Plowhawk. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? With the new format, wondering if there is a way to catch us newer listeners up on some of the content slash stories that have occurred over the years that still get referenced. There are a few inside jokes that go right over my head. Well, you'll have the best of section, so that'll be helpful. Swope's Picks, to me, is a great source of education on the show. Yeah, that's that's a great resource that we're going to definitely be utilizing. And I've already talked with Buck Swope about it, and he's really looking forward to being able to play some of those on uh, on TMA all day. Uh, why does Jackson look like Marshall Mathers right now, Jackson? How would you like to answer that? Well, because I'm a white guy wearing a... Uh, skull cap. That's, that's all that. It, that's all that. It, that's all that it takes. Yep. Yep. And then comedy geniuses like this guy right there. Oh, and now you're going. No, don't. So now I got to go see who who wrote it, and now and I'll let you know if that's going to be someone I like too. That's going to be the it, problem. It, it could because we can't see the names on the Streamyard yeah. chat, but I can go to the fan page <laughs> and see who posted it. God, I think people at this point are just emailing <laughs> just to, just to have me. Hear the sound. Uh, Let's see what else we got going on here. Um, I haven't done any live reads. Let me tell the people about the HomeLoanExpert.com. Ryan Kelly, 
He is online at thehomeloanexpert.com. If you're buying a home or refinancing, homes will be going on the market here after the new year. Make sure you are pre-approved with Ryan Kelly. He's online at thehomeloanexpert.com. And right now with home values as high as they are and interest rates as low as they are, this is the time to cash out refi. You can do it right now with thehomeloanexpert.com. That's Ryan Kelly, title sponsor of the Ryan Kelly Morning After since 2013 and studio sponsor of the Tim McKernan Show since its inception. Ryan Kelly, online, homeloanexpert.com. Once you get everything taken care of with your home, get it insured with James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800, or go online at carltoninsurance.net. That's James Carlton. He is in Webster Groves. He is my insurance agent, and therefore it is very easy for me to speak glowingly regarding James Carlton. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and arm, call James Carlton. State Farm. I'd also like to tell the people about Brian's Paint. Brian of Brian's Paint has been over at the house uh, painting like the Dickens, PLTD, uh, and does incredible work and uh, and is really outstanding when it comes to attention to detail. This was written by uh, my wife regarding uh, Brian's Paint, so this is uh, this is official firsthand endorsement from our home. Uh, I know he does custom murals. He did our nursery. Uh, and I would just stress they do flawless work. I wouldn't hesitate to recommend Brian's Paint to anyone. They make the entire painting process seamless from color selection, color matching, patching, priming, and a perfectly executed professional paint job. Cannot recommend them highly enough. Brian's Paint, your complete service custom painting company. Contact now to get a free estimate for your post-holiday painting needs. Book now for first available springtime exterior painting needs. Power washing and deck staining, visit brianspaint.com, Brian's Paint on Facebook, or call 636-734-0918. It is the Tim McKernan Show, QFTA, Action Jackson, and I live on the TMA fan page. We are about 50 minutes into our broadcast and welcome any questions you may have. Uh, let me go to the QFTA inbox. Oh, wow. This is going to get things going. Sweet. Maybe I can save this. Hey, Tim, a few weeks back, you mentioned you had some things to discuss about Caden Cross, but did not want to do it on the radio show. I believe, I believe the context was after Iggy brought up Maitland Ward. I don't believe you've done so yet, so figured I would write in to see if that was something you were still interested in discussing. Season's greetings to you and yours. That comes from Matthew Starr. Uh, so, yes, that is accurate. And as is the case on the podcast, I can get a little distracted. You're going to have to keep me on track on 101 ESPN, Jackson. You're going to like have to my darndest. Yeah, like a, like a map to make sure that when we go off or I go off on a tangent. So the Caden thing, I think we were about to talk about, and then, you know, I, I snorted up all the Adderall and had nowhere to go and forgot to get into it. Um, you're familiar with the Caden thing, right? Mm-hmm. The recent Caden thing. Yeah, yeah. So Caden and I were – We've we've known each other since 2009. Caden Cross, adult film star. Uh, we've known each other since 2009, um, and have been like, for lack of a better term, buddies. Which sounds weird, I know, but I think like Jennings would consider Lisa Ann a buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems weird when you're talking about that kind of relationship with an adult star. But she'll, she's somebody I text and bullshit with. Um, I've met her uh, gentleman lover, the Plowhawks' favorite, Manuel. I've met their daughter. Um, we talk about our kids. You know, it's 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 
it's not what you would, if anything, it's a very disappointing relationship from what you would expect a relationship with an adult film star would be. That's, that's my best way to sum it up. One of the things we've talked about over the years, 12 years now, almost 13 years, is doing a show together. And as all of these negotiations were culminating uh, here over the last couple of months, and they really did start more than 10 months ago, so this has been quite a thing. Um, somehow, and I, did, I, didn't, I just didn't think she was going to be wanting to do it, it was presented to us for me and Caden to do a show. And I texted her about it, and she was more into the idea of doing it than I would have thought. And I was kind of like, that ah, won't happen because she won't want to do it. She's got too much going on, whatever. But she was really into it. Um, so it's something, but but out of the gate, considering we have TMA, brand new situation with TMA, brand new radio show on 101 ESPN, Tim McCartney Show podcast and Sound Story, I just can't take on all of this at once and then do a good job on on all four things. It would not be the right play. So um, we may have Caden pop up on this podcast on a regular basis. I was talking about kind of having a rotation. Yeah. Uh, so that might be the way that we do it. But, I mean, for me, which is pathetic, I mean, I'll be the first one to admit it, for like in, replace you right now, Jackson, Yeah. with her, no disrespect, of course. Sure. And then put up in another screen as opposed to like where it's normally Gangster Pete or Iggy or Producer Joe or G-Unit's anonymous uh, shot, like Abigail Mack. And we're just sitting there bullshitting and it's a podcast. I swear to you, not only would I really enjoy it perhaps too much, (laughs) but I really think it could be super successful because I know kind of our, you know, chemistry, I guess, for lack of a better term. And when I was doing the Artie Lang show in New York in 2013, it went well. I told the horror story on on this podcast about how I was on the plane and they called me to stay in New York to do another night and I was already on the plane and that was one of the most difficult moments of my career with the opportunity goes. Like that was February. In May, me, Caden, and Artie were going to do the show for like a few days together, or maybe it was April of 2013. And um, and 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 I guess up there, when they're like working on a street, it shuts things down. And and the studios were in Soho, so this is Lower Manhattan, so it's uh, tight quarters. Yeah. And. Uh, and so they didn't do the show live from the studio that week. I think it's the same studio where you'll see NFL Network stuff and, like, Hey, Kay Adams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Dan Patrick would be in there back in the day. Yeah. That's the yeah. studio. Um, and that's that was Artie's studio. Artie and Nick DiPaolo, and then Nick left the show, and then he had people coming through there, and I was one of them. And it was going to be me, Artie, and Caden. And I just thought it was going to be the perfect dynamic. I could be the point guy, and I could get the ball in their hands. And then Caden got pregnant like a week later after we were going to reschedule it, after they got the, the road work done, and that that was it. And now her daughter uh, is, at this point, going to be, what, eight years old here in May. And uh, or I guess maybe baby – I don't know if the baby wasn't. She was pregnant. She found out she was pregnant in May of 2013, somewhere around there. And that did it. That was, that was it. So now with Zoom, for us to be able to do a show like this when she's in L.A., it makes it all possible. So – you know, she could be on the podcast on a regular basis, taking our erotic stories and or sex questions from the audience. 
yeah. sex questions from the audience. <laughs> yeah, we the little advice column. Yeah. <laughs> she did write for Inside STL back in the day. Uh, let's see. Tic Tac is a great way to watch young girls with daddy issues dance around half naked. At least that's what I heard. That comes from Beer Cats. See, that might be the that might be the perception it has right now, but you know, you look away long enough, you're gonna miss it. TikTok is huge. I guess I got to create a TikTok account. No, nah, you don't necessarily have to create an account. Well, I'm not gonna start doing. I just, I mean, all I feel, I mean, it's obviously coming from a place of ignorance, but I just, I'm like, oh, here are people, here are people looking for attention. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's what's going on. But the thing is, like, it's so viable, and there's so many people on it, and especially impressionable people, young people, that advertisers have to take it seriously. So they dish out real big money to some of these big, big names. I mean, people who who just did a couple dance videos in 2019 are now multimillionaires. I just, I gotta tell you. I feel like what you're saying right now is what I heard in 2006 regarding the poker boom. Yes, there were some people who became millionaires because of it, but for every Chris Moneymaker, there were like a thousand, you know, doofuses grinding away online or, you know, in Las Vegas poker rooms or even in St. Louis who were chasing the dream and it never happened. That's what I think. Again, though, to be fair, I am coming from a place of complete ignorance i just don't believe like a mom and a daughter did a dance routine and now they have real estate in huntley i don't believe that that is no that that's not the case but i mean it is like it's a big social media has proven in these past 10 years to be the one of the biggest money makers you can have and so to have something rise and ascend this quickly to being one of the top or the definitely the fastest growing social media site you gotta you gotta look out i'm just saying it's gonna be it's going to be in five years. I don't think we're going to, we're going to have a different idea of what TikTok is. It's not dance routines from Housewives. Well, it's going to be the dancing. Like you're not going to get around, and you know, you and Doug might have to do a routine or two. That would be wonderful. That would be. I think that would get a ton of views. I'm just saying. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, hey, there's Jennings with TMASTL.com. Who is the guest for the first hashtag FFF on YouTube? Wow. Well, I think the fine people at Siegfried's Liquid and Lace are out. Yeah. <laughs> or are they, are they not happy? I don't know if they're not happy. I just think we've gone to that well. We're going to have to ask Iggy to contact them, and I don't think he's too. Who could we get in? God, that's a great call. Who's Maybe we should be? bring back someone from years past. Kitten. Wow. Seika. Kitten, how he Whatever turn that would be. That's like if Scott Linehan, if the Rams moved back and Scott Linehan took over. Almighty kitten Navidad. That was 2012, and I think she was 65 then. But she, but she looked great. Yeah, she did. It was very, very hot. <laughs> very hot. Uh, is the cat back permanently? I, at this point now, with regard to cat questions, I I wrote something. Did you read what I wrote? Uh, no, I don't believe it. Is, so. It was it was so so verbose. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was it was that that it got to a point where I ran out of characters on Facebook. I didn't even know you that. Can was do possible. that? I, I know. I didn't know it was possible. All of a sudden, I started seeing negative one, two, three, four, five, and I go, "Oh shit!" So I'm going, "Okay, I got to hit enter," and then I continued and I explained everything. So now I feel like I'm just going to keep cutting and pasting it. But then I write this and then I cut it and paste it in the thread three different times, and nobody responded. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I wrote this whole fucking thing explaining everything. 
I mean, it, it explain like in detail, like in in some way. Because I'm, you know, usually let's keep everything in the room. Yeah. In, I mean, in like detail, detail, detail. But I'm like, fuck, this is all here. It is. Here's the thing. There is nothing for real when it comes to this radio show that I would like for more than to have me, Jackson, Doug, Iggy, the cat, and Plowhawk sitting together on January 4th at Hubbard. That is, that is just the, that is what the vision was. This thing, when Jackson and I first started talking about things back in, God, it, I think it was February. Yeah. I think it was February. That's when it all started. Yeah. And it really isn't over, but that's really when it started. Uh, what I thought we were going to be doing versus what we wound up doing are, I mean, you're talking about two different companies, two different time slots, two different shows, a whole thing. But the goal was to get the six back together. And when I say the six, I'm talking about Jackson replacing Gangster Pete. Gangster Pete not having any desire to continue in this business. And with an MBA, he really shouldn't. But Jackson, Doug, Iggy, the Plowhawk, the Cat, and myself. Um, The way that it worked out, and you can read. I mean, I wrote for real. It'll take you probably 15 minutes to read it all, but it's in detail. Uh, The way that it worked out, and I'd keep pushing. Uh, initially, it was just going to be me by myself. Jackson, you can attest to this. At a completely different radio station, by the way, <laughs> completely different company. Then it turned into another thing. Uh, th- and, th- and then I'm like, you don't get it. I'm telling you, this isn't about any one individual. You know, for years I have read or heard, wow, the show is all about Martin. And I'd be like, yeah, Martin is great. Martin may be the most talented person to ever appear on this thing starting back in 2004. It's all subjective. It doesn't matter. But it, it, it's it's about the group. Yep. The show is about the group. And when yep. I say the group, I'm not even talking about take your pick of hosts. I'm talking about producers. I'm including board operators and the audience because you have some people in the audience who write in shit that – you know, take your pick of whoever you think is most talented. And again, it's subjective. I don't think people on the dais could come up with. They're, they've just chosen to work in a much more, you know, stable field. Yeah, uh, the masses. Yes. So God bless them. But I'm glad that they participate in, a, in the show. Yeah. So that's what, that, that was the conversation I was having back in February and March. It's like you're, you're associating me as an individual with all of this advertising revenue and all of these downloads. And I appreciate that. And that's very kind of you. However, it's not accurate. And it's very easy for me to tell these stories because I told these stories 10 months ago to radio executives. I said, I appreciate that you think it's me because that's very kind. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you that it's not. And it's not, it's not Doug individually. It's not Iggy individually. Jackson, at that point, you were two months into the whole thing, three months into the whole thing. It obviously wasn't you individually. It wasn't the cat individually. It wasn't Martin. It wasn't producer Joe. It wasn't Seymour. It wasn't the non-gay. It wasn't whoever in the, in the history. It's always been about the group. And so the way this thing evolved over the course of 2021, if you would have told me what I thought, how I thought it was going to end, well, in December of 2020, I said to John Hadley, who was operating KFNS at the time, and I hadn't even met you yet, Jackson. I didn't meet you at TMA Live at Hot Shots in St. Charles. And it was kind of peak pandemic. Yeah. I said, hey, I have opportunities 
And Brian Hoffman, I knew, who was Frank Cusimano's producer and had just started producing for Bernie Miklas, had just had a baby. And then there were some other people at the station who had some circumstances where I think they, you know, I, I didn't want to see people get their pay cut. And I had other opportunities. And so I said to John Hadley in December of last year, I said, I am happy to leave now. I know I have another year on my contract, but I am happy to leave now because I have opportunities now and they might not be here in a few months. And then furthermore, this will assure that nobody needs to get their pay cut or lose their job so you guys can continue to pay me. I don't need it. I want to make sure that I, I use Brian Hoffman's name because that's one I know I've said publicly, but it wasn't just about Brian Hoffman. Love Brian Hoffman, one of the greatest email readers in the history of the design air heating and cooling email today. But I knew he just had a baby, and I didn't want to see him have his pay cut. So that so that was that was the core issue. And then I thought we were going to go do and buy a whole different situation. Um, and then that changed when Rush Limbaugh passed away. And so that was what existed for mid-February. I think he passed away on February 17th. And that went on for a month plus. And the whole time, I'm wanting – the end goal was always me, Doug, the cat, Jackson, Iggy, and the Plowhawk. Always was. Um, and so that is – that's that's the backstory on it. Um, and so when we finally got to the point of making the decision and – Let's see. I don't know when we made the decision. I know that we got together for a Zoom call. I'm calling up my calendar. I would guess it was November 29th or November 30th. Me, you, Doug, and Iggy. And I laid out the situation. One of the things that, and this is one of the things that the cat and I just, we just disagreed on, but he, he, he felt like he should have been kept in the loop on everything. But as you know, Jackson, I think Iggy thought we were going to a completely different radio station until November 30th. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, and the reason for that was it wasn't a shot at Iggy. It wasn't a shot at anybody. I just don't talk about things until there's a reason to talk about them. And the reason why I don't do that is because it's the only way to make sure things don't get out. And so that's how I am, because if we are on the verge of a great career move for four people, too. I don't want an unforced error to blow it up. And with with the CAMOX thing, which was written about, and you know, and I I, I have my theories as to how that got out, um, but whatever, you know, neither here nor there now. Um, the only reason I called you, Doug, and Iggy then was because somebody who was in the know not at the Post-Dispatch, but somebody in the know said, hey, the Post-Dispatch called. They're aware of the CAMOX thing. And uh, and so I'm like, well, I can't have you guys reading about that without hearing directly from me what's going on and then also asking whatever questions you want to ask because we're all together. Yeah. And that could impact your employment situation and Doug's employment situation and Iggy's employment situation. So that was important. But other than that, then I went back underground and handled all this stuff. I spent, not that people give a shit, but just to kind of give you an idea, because I had three different contracts reviewed this year. Um, and then I had an operating agreement for an LLC and an asset purchase agreement last year. 
I spent more on legal fees this year than I made in my first year at KMOV as a salary. Um, because again, I had three different contracts reviewed because I thought I was going here. Then I thought I was going there. Then I thought I was going there. And then I wanted to have it handled so that wouldn't fall on your guy's shoulders. So I would go to war for you, for lack of a better term, to make sure you got raises. But they cut it off at a certain point when it came to, you know, you can't get everything. One of the reasons I won't be in Jupiter, Florida is because my wife's having a baby, but also because Hubbard said, hey, we want you here. We need you here. You know, part of the business is for you to be here. So if you want to work here, that's one of the things that we just can't give on. KFNS would have allowed me to move to Jupiter, Florida. I could have put this thing up for sale and bought a house in Jupiter and done the show from down there just like I have for the last four years, except I would live there permanently. Um, but yet we chose Hubbard. So you, you don't always get everything that you want in a negotiation. It's the way that it is, and I'm sure everybody, not everybody, but I'm sure a lot of you watching this have been in negotiations at your jobs. They just don't get written about in the newspaper, and then you don't have 7,000 people on a Facebook page debating what's real and what's not or what should have been done and what shouldn't have been done when because you're not, you're not in the room. Just like it's kind of why I can't wig out about sports decisions because I'm like, I don't know everything. I know I'm not there. So when I was doing the show with Edmonds a few years ago, Jackson, and I'd be getting all worked up about something. He goes, well, yeah, but we're not in the room. And unless you're in the dugout or in the manager's office, you really don't know what's going on. And I'm like, ah, hey. that sucks. Yeah. It basically just kills the show, except yeah, it's 100% kills true. Radio. It kills sports radio. It's a hundred, but he, what he said was 100% true. Yeah, no. He wasn't like, trying to be poignant. He just was no. stating the truth. So in this case, like, essentially, like, here's the best offer. Here's the best offer. Make your decision. And I went to you guys, and I said, here's what it is. And, and it got to a point specifically with Iggy where they're like, we cannot put any more in as far as compensation goes. And I go, okay, then take it out of my paycheck and give it to Iggy. Just, we'll just, we'll just move the dollar. So then that way it's not coming out of people's, anybody else's or not coming out of yours. I get it. You guys have gotten to a point where it's like, that's enough. And I said, I want to make sure he makes more money. So take it out of mine. And I'm not saying this heroically. I'm just trying to give the audience every piece of background I can. And then they're like, no, we'll take care of that. I'm like, okay. And, you know, the cat and I were texting and talking. Uh, and I talked with the cat more than I talked with the plowhawk. Because as the plowhawk and I talked about a few weeks ago, as far as like a hierarchy, for lack of a better term, or as in a frat, you would say seniority. You have seniority at your frat. No, yes. oh, you didn't. Wow. Mm -hmm. This is like a, an accepted uh, part of the. the we had, uh, it's called like brotherhood points or something. I don't know. We had seniority. And, and yeah. so I, it, there was no way we could bring back the plowhawk before bringing back the cat. And the plowhawk understood that situation. And so when I brought it up first back in like, I don't know, months ago to Hubbard, they're like, yeah, but I mean, at this point now you would have five people on the show. And then now you went up six if you include the plowboy. You know, the Riz show is the number one show in the market, and they don't have that many people. And this is kind of a speculative thing. So let's – let's here's the deal. And they've been, as you know, and Doug knows and Iggy knows, they've been as – I don't even know what the right word for it. Trustworthy isn't right. Anything they say they're going to do, they've done. Yeah, they follow through. They follow every, through. Every, every, it's, been, it's been so refreshing. That's the word that I will use for this awesome. experience. It's been incredibly refreshing, and I think – especially for me and Doug, who have kind of been on the other side of it. And I'm not talking about radio per se, but with TV and, and the stuff that you deal with. It's just kind of the deal. Because when you have a job where hundreds of people want it, you rarely have leverage. 
So you kind of are used to just being told no. Yeah. So in this case, um, the, the, the way things were left was um, let's get it off the ground with you four and then assuming everything is what we think it's going to be, then we'll expand and we'll bring on the cat and we'll bring on the plowboy. So on the day of the announcement, I talked with the cat and the cat told me, he said he has an opportunity with 590. And I think he was like, how come I didn't know this was happening? But nobody knew it was happening until I got on a Zoom with you guys on November 30th and said, here is what we've got. (laughs) What do you want to do? Because I'd been told we have spots for four people. Well, I can't like say, okay, Jackson, sorry, you're out. Yeah. You know, you, the cat has the TV job. And so what the goal was is that it gets off the ground and then the cat would join us. But then he had the opportunity with 590. So then the plan was for him to have a conversation with Hubbard that day. And my plan was to give back. There's no upside whatsoever in giving the dollars, but a percentage and a relatively substantial percentage, I guess more than, I don't know, whatever, it's double digit percentage of my base compensation to bridge the gap on Hubbard and the cat. And that was the plan on, let's see, what day would that have been? Uh, Let's see, December 2nd. And, um, And then a press release came out, and the cat saw that he wasn't in the press release. But again, the whole thing was it's going to be us four, and then they'll hire him on. So I thought he was going to talk with Hubbard. Uh, He um, had the the 590 opportunity, though, to work with Cam and Charlie, and that was a sure thing. And so that was the direction. And, you know, if if I could go back and do it over again, I don't know what I would have done. I think he took it the wrong way that I keep things to myself. Um, you, I don't, I, th- I mean, you're 23 and so you don't really know any other difference. I think Doug, like producer Joe, for example, would say, you know, and this is years of this stuff. Just sometimes I never know what's going on. I just know it'll get taken care of and Tim will get it done and it'll do, do right by us. But I can't run around and talk about it because, yeah. because then it gets out. Yeah, like the like the Camo X thing. I, I, I again, I think I, I, if if I had to bet, I'd have a pretty good idea of where that came from because I think the person who leaked it wanted it to look a certain way. But whatever. I mean, I didn't talk to anybody about. I was in fucking Florida, you yeah. know. I wasn't talking with people about that. I was talking with my parents and my wife about it and my attorney because of the contract. That's it. And yet it still got out. Uh, and I know the Camo X people weren't talking about it. So, you know, but I had to get permission. And so once you have to get permission, then you bring in, now you go outside of the room. And now once you're outside of the room at that point, you can't control it. Yeah. That's how I handle things. And so people will sit there and it maybe can frustrate people, but that makes sure that deals get done and you don't blow things up. So um, when I saw the cat on, let's see, just sticking with dates, uh, Tuesday, December 7th at KFNS and we BS and it was a great conversation. Uh, he was all happy. And working with Cam and Charlie, I mean, they're great people. Dave Zobrist, who's going to be running KFNS, or who's running KFNS, is a great guy. And uh, and I was thrilled he was so happy. And we were talking about his son, Tyler, and he was talking about my son and how Anna Marie's pregnant. It was just a good conversation. And so once I knew he was going to be doing that, and then he was uh, in a good place about it, well, then I'm like, okay, Jackson had been expressing um, some – I don't know what the right word would be, Jackson. You're going to have a lot on your plate. Yeah. 
And so we needed to add some production help. Yep. And that's where the Plowhawk would come into play. Mm-hmm. Plowhawk and I had been texting mostly screenshots of Tiger Board. <laughs> but we had texted the weekend before after the announcement, and we're, he was congratulating us and BSing about it. And I said, my hope is that eventually you can be a part of it if you even want to get back into it. Once I knew the cat was good at KFNS, I'm like, okay, well, Jackson needs some help on the production end with TMA All Day and YouTube and the social media and Sound Story and the Tim McKernan Show podcast, and we're going to be co-hosting a show together. Then I started talking with the Plowhawk in detail to say, hey, are you really interested in this? And so, but Hubbard was still like, we're not going to be, you know, this is this is what we've spent on the show. This is it. So I said, okay, the money that I was going to give back for the cat. I gave back to get the Plowhawk on board. This is not said to be heroic. It's just what wound up happening because they were they they cut it off. And I get it. You become a successful company by st- sticking to a budget. Uh, and then in addition to that, the Plowhawk is working for for Sound Story. So you know, I think for some people on the outside looking in, they might go, "That's crazy that you would give money back of your own." Yeah. And that's that's fine. And and I get that. There comes a point, however, in in life or with a show or with a business of some form um, that it, it isn't all about just getting every single dollar. Uh, I, I talked about this with a business owner, and he just really simply goes, okay, does it make the show better? And I go, yeah. He goes, okay, there's your answer. That's it. And the, I mean, the answer is an instantaneous yes. It was the easiest decision I made of any decision I've made over the last 10 months was if that's going to get it done, then that's what I will do. And in addition to that, as you know, and to the people who are working on Sound Story, you know, with me and you, no, we are expanding Sound Story. We just wanted to get this radio deal done before we began the process yeah. of that expansion. Oh, yeah. And so we knew, yeah. we knew we needed to hire people. Certainly. Absolutely. So why not hire somebody who I already know and like and the Plowhawk? So this yeah. allowed us to bring him back. So that's what happened. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean – like I said, I wrote this whole thing. I'm like, okay, people are going to have questions. And then I wrote it, and it was like just tumbleweed blew through. <laughs> I, I'm answering the question. I feel like it's the question I've gotten the most. Again, I, I cannot say it enough. If I had it my way and there was an unlimited budget, it would be me, you, Doug, Iggy, the Plowhawk, and the cat. But that's not the way that it played out. you yeah. know. But I'm thrilled for the cat and for Cam and for Charlie, and for Dave Zobrist, and for Jeff Witt, um, that they will have their own show on KFNS, The Cat's Back Doing Radio. For those of you in our audience who love those guys, you'll be able to listen to them. Yeah. It's a, and it's just, it's a, it's a positive It's a great thing. situation for everyone. Yeah, and that's what The Cat and I, we were talking about, we talked last week for like an hour. And it was good because I was like, okay, what, what don't you – and I think at the core, he felt like he was on the outside looking in with regards to everything that was going on. Yeah. But everybody was on yeah, the outside say. looking in. He's not, you know. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah, it's I not mean, like, yeah. Like nobody knew about KMOX. But that's, yeah. not, that's not because it's like it's my thing. And I'm going, it's because until it was at a point where I would actually be about to sign, there was nothing to say because yeah. there's – you negotiate terms, and then you have to negotiate language in the contract. So that is – but then all of a sudden, somebody says something to the Post-Dispatch, and now it's a public thing. And now I'm like, okay, well, and now I've got to tell you guys 
but I don't want you to start freaking out. I know the night I, you're, you're in a different situation at this point in your life, and Doug's in a different situation at this point in your life. But I remember calling Iggy that night to talk about KMOX, and I, and I felt like it was like the Sal Governale episode on Howard Stern where they, they played a prank on Sal and told Sal that Howard had retired. <laughs> and I felt like Iggy was like, oh, my God, you're leaving and you're going to KMOX, and, you know, what the hell's going to happen? But I wanted him to know exactly what was going on, and I kept saying over and over again, just because this is happening doesn't mean I'm leaving. I want to keep the show together, even if I do two shows. So, you know, I don't know. There couldn't be any more transparency. Um, I, I swear under oath and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. I, I mean, Plowhawk knows how this all came to pass. Um, you know, I mean, I had to sign something. You weren't in the office last week, and I, I said, oh, I got to go here, and I got to give away. I was there, but I wasn't in, <laughs> I wasn't in the room, but you did tell me that. Yeah, I got to go out. sign an amendment giving back X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. But it, it's what got the Plowhawk back. And it's it's what, it's going to be I, just the return of Plowhawk is so exciting on so many different levels. Just him as a person, he's a great guy, his help for Sound Story and other production things. And just him and his the vibe he brings, it's so awesome. It's know? a great thing. And, and really for where we are with everything that's on your shoulders, the radio station all day long, it's 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 the spot that we need. Like we love Jay, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if but again, if you're looking at what we need at this moment, we need somebody in production. Yes, that's that's yeah. what we need. The now great. eventually, if there is an expansion, love to have Jay. Yep. Big time. Uh Jay and I've talked about him doing golf, golf events, golf podcasts. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a, a, a buildup. You know, it's going to be a process, and hopefully people understand. I mean, I know most people will, and then we'll get most people will be excited about it, and then we'll get one, you know, text or tweet motherfucking us. <laughs> and human nature is that you don't focus on the 100 positive ones. You focus on the one negative. That never changes, no matter how long you've been doing this stuff. Yeah. Um, and so you just, you know, you kind of accept it. But know that this thing, you know, is a, is, is a process and what it looks like on January 4th is going to be a hell of a lot different than what it looks like um, on, uh, you know, on April 4th, for example. So, sure. Yeah. I think uh, we're going to really uh, get into our own, get into the pocket eventually. But, yeah, there'll be growing pains. But we'll, we're going to, it's going to be awesome. I'm really, I, like like you, I wish we could start today. Like, I'm super enthusiastic. Yeah, that's 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 where I am. Uh, yeah, that's where I am but it does give me some more time to cut more audio, which is just more good stuff for the listeners. Big time thank you to the audience on the TMA fan page, because y- you, with being uh, in quarantine, just were cutting up uh, things left and right. Yeah. Or best up. Yeah, I... I've, I've honestly listened to just cutting these best ofs. I've listened to so much of the damn show that I had no clue what was on this morning's best of for KFNS. I had no clue. Because you've been doing so many? Yeah, people were saying, like, great best ofs. And I was like, I don't even know what I put in. I have, I've cut so much audio these past week, but especially these past, like, five days that I, I'm all, like, numb to it. I just, like, did I put this clip in there? I put that clip in there. But I so often find myself legitimately cackling out loud cutting some of this audio. It's just, I, I love doing it, and so it's been a lot of fun. But thank I you. never, ever, like, I don't do it not because, like, Doug, I think, like, just tries to, like, block it out. Sure. I don't do it just because I don't do it, but then if I happen to be listening to to it, I am I'm legitimately entertained by it. I'm entertained by everybody else on the show, and then I experience self-loathing when I hear myself talk. That's actually... That might be why I don't listen. 
Yeah, I, I experience self-loathing. It's an, it's it truly is a, a phenomenon. And I know a lot of you out there experiencing loathing of me. So it's something we have we have yeah, in common. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, just to, just to peek behind the curtain, like just yesterday or yesterday or two days ago, I cut this piece of Iggy complaining about having to stay with Joe Roderick down at spring training, and the disdain in his voice just grew exponentially as the segment continued. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And then I, wonder that, that, I wonder what that was. I wonder when that was. What, do you know what year that was? 2018 or 19. And yeah. then you guys looked at this uh, hotel that looked like the place of, in Scarface with the chainsaw murder. <laughs> <laughs> and he was really trying to get someone to book him a room there so he could have his own room. <laughs> and Plowboy said, I went, like, what if I came? And he's oh. like, there's going to be three people in this room. <laughs> it, truly, it truly made me laugh out loud. For like I, I remember. And then they, he stayed with him, and Roderick would snore, and it drove him up the wall. I have that audio, too. The day after, the day, the first day at spring training, Iggy's saying he tried to sleep on the balcony. Oh, it's just fantastic stuff. See, that, that, that legit, when I picture, like, best of things, I don't picture, I, that just doesn't come to mind. We really do forget the shit that we talk about. Yeah. That's yeah. serious. Yeah. I can remember pitches of games from the 1980s, but I cannot remember stuff on the radio show that we've been doing for uh, 17 years. All right, I've, uh, I haven't I have been looking at the comments. I didn't anticipate going an hour and a half, but th- see, this is the thing that we're going to deal with on Balloon Party. I'm going to get going, and you, for real, are just going to have to cut the mic. It's going to get really awkward when you're, like, deep into a take, and just, I'm going to Cut the like, fucking mic, though. Yeah, I think okay. it'll be great. Like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm telling you to do it. Now, now listen, if, if uh, Tommy who is in charge of programming at Hubbard, goes, okay, that, you, you morons can't do that. Then we can't do it. But for real, like, I, just don't, I don't even want to be aware of breaks. I just want to see the red light go off and you go, hey, we're in a break. I'll just and have I'll you like, talk for an hour and whatever gets on there gets on there and what doesn't sucks. Like, yeah, the and then I'll like, try to like, keep, keep in my fucking psychotic mode through the commercial break and then get right back into it. Because I don't really have a whole lot of interest in – I love doing interviews in a podcast form. I love when it's one-on-one in a studio, preferably, and you can go deep into some shit. Like, I'm telling you, the interview that me and Pat Maroon did with David Freeze, I hate even saying it because it's not like I'm like, hey, it's going to be out next Tuesday. And maybe it will be. I don't don't know. Um, But it's so good. At the same time, like, if you're a best fan in baseball, I think it's going to horrify you because <laughs> everybody's so comfortable. Everybody's saying, fuck this and talking about doing this and doing that. It, it, it might, you know, if you're a TMA Cardinal fan, you'll enjoy it. If you, you know, call in with trade proposals to John Mazalak on Sunday morning on, uh, on KMOX, it's probably not your bag. Yeah. And so, like, I, gotta, I feel like we need to, like, talk with Freeze and Pat going, hey, remember we did this interview 18 months ago, Pat, two Stanley Cups ago for you, and please, <laughs> who's in Austin, like I feel like constantly working on his golf game, remember this interview. It's going to come back out, you know, or it's never been out before. Just be ready for it. The Lance Berkman thing was great, not as graphic as you might imagine. can imagine. He kept it a little more buttoned up. Yeah, but he was, he was really um, – introspective there it is that's the word i was looking for on his uh trans rights commercial that he did that got a lot of uh criticism and i think he called it the biggest regret of his life um so interviews yeah and i love doing those things but when you're doing a radio interview and it's like 10 minutes you can't you can't go there 
No, especially if it's like a tour interview where it's like a media tour, media right. And I just I hate that's why we don't do them on TMA. Yeah, I hate it. Like you know, the Blues may be playing on Wednesday night, maybe not. They're supposed to, I guess, unless something's changed since we started this. I really wouldn't want to get somebody on to talk about that game or on Thursday morning to talk about the game. That's mm-hmm. not what I do, which is what I told Tommy and, and you know everybody at Hubbard. I'm like, I'll do 101, but what I do is not is not that because my brain is so fucking weird. I cannot do that. I can do it in a podcast setting, but I can't do a quick, you know, back and forth. And I, I, I you know, for me, it just isn't something that, that uh, gets my synapses firing. All right. Uh, Tim, I'm on the page of Fairmount and never saw the post about the cat. This is the first I heard of any of that part of the story. Maybe it got buried in some of the brilliance on the page, like opinions on tats, piercing, and of course, food and dog pics. Um, it was, it's in the thread. I believe it's in the thread where I said, this is the thread for all of your radio questions and comments. Um, so, yeah, man, I went I went deep, and I think I might have written it on Christmas Eve. And and I'm just like, okay, clearly people are asking about it. I wanted the cat back on the show, you know, yeah. but it, I couldn't I couldn't say, okay, Tommy, bring the cat back and get rid of Iggy, or Tommy, bring the cat back and get rid of Jackson. Couldn't do that. So the agreement we had was, I'll bring him back, and we'll try to bring the Plowboy back too. But you just gotta let it. We just gotta see what this thing does. We've never done anything like this before. So you know, let's see how it goes. And then, assuming it goes well, then we'll bring them back. That was that was the deal. Um, so what kicked the Plowboy into high gear? Well, at that point, the cat had a job at 590, and Jackson and I were thinking Jackson really needs some production help. And to me, it's worth it for me to give back part of my base salary to make sure the show is is firing on as many cylinders as possible, you know, over the first month. That's very important. So it was a no-brainer. I don't know if in three months I'll be going, what in the hell did I do that for? I just, to me, it's such a no-brainer. You know, I don't know. I, I, I sat that across from Tommy signing the amendment, and I go, you think I'm fucking crazy doing this? He goes, no, you know your show. And if you think it's best for your show, then you do what's best for your show. And to me, it's that's what you do. It, it's not even a it's not even a sweat. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't fucking know. No, it's, it, it, it's, su- it's such a no-brainer that Esteban Yan might write a 5,000-word email about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I just uh, – I didn't even go in the tank on it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is if this is what's going to get it done, and we know we want to extend expand uh, extend Sound Story anyway. So the Plowboy has two different forms of income. Uh, then you know, and that that wouldn't have been an option for the cat. But my hope with Hubbard was Hubbard's going to pay part of the cat, and then I would be paying. Or not I would be personally paying, but I would give back money that would then get them to a point where they could get the thing done. That's what my yeah. open plan was, um, and so. Yeah, I mean, Doug, I think Iggy, well, you told me, Iggy would say, so do you know what's going on with that? <laughs> yeah. You guys yeah. would be out there because I wouldn't say anything. No, yeah, and I would say, like, not, not really, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I wouldn't say anything. I told, I always would tell him, and he knew it. He would tell it to me, too. He was like, ah, you know, we'll we'll get it, every, you know, thing. we got it in good hands, essentially. Like, you know, it's not just, like, we'll figure it out down the road. We knew stuff was going on. We just the and and we had, I mean I know I understand I, mean, I I can't fully speak for Iggy but I'm sure I can in this sense that we always had faith 
in that we weren't going to be we were we never thought we would get like the rug pulled out from under us. Oh, I, would, I just I wouldn't do it. I, yeah, I, exactly. I can get an offer for we five never, times that I'm making at Hubbard, and I would not let it be that you guys would be left holding the bag. Yeah, no, we we never ever sweated that. That's why, and that's why I always told them. Because that because that's essentially. I mean, again, it was it was just it was just, they wanted me out of the gate back in February, and that's fine. And I don't think anybody takes that personally. If somebody wanted to hire Doug, or somebody wanted to hire you, or somebody wanted to hire Iggy, good. God bless America. If you, if to me, if you are any kind of a boss or leader, you want your people to be successful, and you're in a position ideally to go. Oh, we're not going to let you go. We're going to match, or we're going to put ten percent on top of what they're offering to make sure you don't go. Yeah. You know, that's. That's 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 a that's a business. But in this case, my whole thing with this was if you're identifying me as the reason for all this advertising revenue and all these downloads, I appreciate it. I'm just telling you it's misguided, just like if you were to associate Doug solely as the reason for all the advertising revenue and all of the downloads, that would be misguided. It does, it, it, it's 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 yeah. it's a group. Yeah. What's that? And on down the line, it's not just yeah. one person. It's all yeah, it's, and, and it, but it has been since we started in in 2004. So that's and that's what you know. That's the thing that I keep hammering away at. Uh, what's the ability for fill-ins? Is Jay tied to 590? Uh, the answer to that is no. Jay most definitely wants to be working with us. Raby, uh, you saw the text Raby sent uh, this morning. He wants to be doing audio postcards. Yeah. Um, so uh, well, audio yeah. in general with TMA all day, man. I got. We got, you know, a radio station to program for 24 hours. You can send me any audio. I'll consider it to be played. Like, it really, truly. And Ravy's so damn good at those. So good. And so and so much passion for it. And he does a, an excellent job. I'm in awe of how quickly he can turn those things around. I can't yeah. do that shit. I don't yeah. have It's all about audition, the Adobe uh, suite. And he's really good at that. And, uh, you know, so that's a, that's a big part of it. And it's great. And it, it also just speaks to the content of the program that it's, it's uh, it's evergreen in a lot of senses. That's what I'm constantly looking for is evergreen. I don't pull cardinal discussions from 2014 because that's not relevant, but there's so much evergreen content on the show, albeit sometimes sophomoric in cases. doesn't yeah. matter. It's still great. Uh, Tim, I just listened to an old episode from 2014 when you read Lisa, reti- Lisa Ann retirement letter, and none of you knew who she was. Crazy what it's like now. Well, I absolutely knew who she was. Yeah, I read that, and I was surprised that you wouldn't know who Lisa Ann was in 2014. No, I mean, the Who's Nailing Palin thing came out in 2008. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what she got huge off of, right? Yeah, but she's been around, I think, possibly since the 90s. I'm virtually certain of that. VHS you know, Lisa, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a weird deal. Have you met her yet? You probably haven't met her yet. Not in person, though. Once, this is such a fucking strange now this is for me but Iggy's talked about it too once I know like Caden is 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 and I wouldn't like saying like a sister is too much but but like a buddy yeah like a and, yeah like if a Caden scene pops up or a Lisa Ann scene pops up I go ah I don't want to see it yeah I don't know what that's about I'd love to have some psychoanalysis on that yeah that's an interesting that's interesting it's probably yeah I don't know Huh. Would you, yeah. Lisa Ann is probably, if not the, but definitely one of the biggest names in the adult industry by a good margin, right? Of all time, it's got to be top ten. No yeah, I was going to say. I think Jenna Jameson is probably the all-timer. Okay. Because that became a mainstream name that even if you're not in the stag, you, uh, you are aware of. But I'll tell you this, man, and it's – this is 100%. I don't think I've ever said this to Lisa Ann or Caden, for that matter. Uh, 
privately or on the radio show, but in in the case of both my in-laws and my parents, they not not alarming statement here. I don't believe any of the four are into the adult community, certainly like their son-in-law or son is. Mm-hmm. I always say I think my mom has convinced herself I'm playing a character and that's how she sleeps at night. But they'll talk about, the, like we went to dinner for my uh, in-law's 50th wedding anniversary in October, and my mother-in-law, who listens to the show, goes, well, you can tell she's just so good on the radio. What a great segment that is. I guess my mother-in-law. <laughs> and to me, I remember reading in uh, Jack Danforth's book, um, the 2006 book, which really is why why I became such a fan of his, talking about the importance of uh, not associating a political party with being God's political party. And sure. um, and man, that is it's like reading Nostradamus now, but it was written in 2006, and he was saying that you could do more good for culture by not running for office than by running for office. In other words, if you run for office, then the other side will automatically demonize whatever you have to say and whatever it is that you are. But if you are just saying things, you know, from a standpoint of, well, this is who I am, and then people, you know, of good faith anyway, and I'm not talking about religious faith, just good faith discussion, you can go, well, shit, you know what? Yeah, there's really no harm being done if, you know, this person doesn't believe in God like I believe in God, or if this person and his significant other are engaging in the less popular MFF. How does that impact my life? And I think in a way, and maybe I'm off on this, but by not calling a whole lot of attention to it, we've kind of um, normalized some of these topics that were taboo before. Do you follow what I'm saying by that? Yeah, 100%. Even, like Lisa, like a porn star coming on used to be the thing. Like Dan Caesar will still occasionally write about it in the Post Dispatch, you know, a show that always has porn on. But but they're, they're not, you know she's not coming on talking about you know no. a DP scene. She's coming yeah. on breaking down the tight end situation for the Jaguars. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it's not like a like a hacky kind of we got a porn star on kind of right. radio shit. It's like you said, a good faith conversation about shit that a lot of people are interested in. It's not like, you know, we don't, you don't have to hide necessarily that you enjoy sex or you enjoy, uh, and P, and you don't have to, um, just because someone works in sex doesn't mean that they're automatically an idiot. you know, Or a bad person. Exactly. And that to me, I grew up, not because anybody was telling me this, but it was implied that if you cursed, you're a bad person. If you weren't religious, bad person. Um, if you were what now would be considered sexually healthy, um, but a bad person. And and I think unintentionally we've kind of normalized conversations that before and even five years ago I think were, were so taboo that yeah. some people would associate them with being bad. So from my standpoint, it's I mean, I'm not going to get DUIs anyway, but I'm like I know there are so many people so many might be overstating it, but a number of people who are waiting for me to fuck up, who are waiting for me to fuck up to say, see, you can't possibly be agnostic and be this comfortable sexually and do sports radio the way that they've done it and not be some, not have some kind of, you know, drug issue or, you know, be a shitty husband or shitty father or whatever it is. So it's like, I got to privately carry the torch for the agnostic perverts out there, you know? And so, and so that is the torch I shall carry, and I shall carry it with great pride. Yeah. All right, Action Jackson, we've somehow gone an hour and 38 minutes. Yeah. You're not going to want to do this again this week. No, come on. I like doing these. 
What do you have? Oh, you got your Adam Sandler thing back there? Is that yeah, your deal? Yeah, the goat. That is a good one. I assume wow. that is uh, that's and good or bad. That that's yeah, that's right. really, really re- for the D-Gen Pick Six fans. They know uncut gems, and they they've been in that situation where you need Kevin Garnett to get a couple more boards so that you don't get. Well, I won't ruin it for folks, but how uh, how uh, how is everybody doing in Pick Six this week? I have no idea. I think I'm one and one because I only had two NFL uh, picks. Uh, Iggy had another good week. I'm gonna be honest. With really. You. Could he well, possibly he's, win this? He's only, uh, if Iggy could somehow beat Joe in the final week, it would be the greatest thing ever. Joe's doing too well, unfortunately. Joe's doing well. He's uh, he's. I was nervous for Joe because after college football ends, uh, you know his his knowledge slips a little bit more in the NFL. But it's not like any of us are fucking right. It doesn't matter. Knowledgeable. Um, but Iggy did the. He's doing the pod teasers now as opposed to. Picking like eighteen games, he's yeah. picking he's picking two games that he likes the most, and from there building around that. And both of those hit this week, so I think he went five and one this week. Uh, wow! I know, I, yeah, he did go five and one. Uh, again, he went five and one last week. Oh God! Four and Is there one. Any way you can catch Joe? Be the greatest. No, thing ever. I don't know if he's in last anymore. Yeah, he's not in last anymore. Who's in last? Gangster repeat. No way. <laughs> yeah. From first to worst in a matter of like six weeks. Yep. And then uh, me and and then he's not. He's only two picks behind me and Unit. Uh, and me and Unit are only two picks behind you, and you're only three picks behind Joe. Wow! 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 So we have a lot. Iggy, of- Iggy could win this thing. I mean, he'd have to pull off a, a, a miracle. Well, I guess I'm not one and one this week. I still have four games to go. I don't even remember what the hell. I, I think I picked college games the rest of the way. Yeah, you're right. I'm. I'm. I was looking at the week prior. You have three games, four games to go. Shit. Yeah, you got. Th- and Pete has three games to go as well. So Pete might not be in last after these three games. Iggy might still be in last. But uh, Unit went one and five this week. I went three and three. Joe went. Four and two, and then like I said, you have four games to go, and Pete has three. So I can go five and one. Be there's nice. some shakeups, but a bunch like Iggy also was the benefit of all three of his prop bets hitting either last week or this week. God, that'd be great entertainment. Yeah, so he got you know, so he got three extra wins on top. So he essentially went eight and one this week. Wow, wow, wow! So he's re allowed me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ken. What <laughs> <laughs> off. He's uh he's coming back with vengeance. So. That would be Pick six might be tight coming down the stretch. That would be the greatest ever if he somehow won this thing. And yeah. he had to beat out Joe though. It's only good if he beats out Joe. Yeah, if it's him and be... Joe. Maybe we that should all just be... take a dive. Maybe we should all greatest. just take a dive and just. Oh, have I mean, him. I can't. I, I'm, I'm I'm absolutely. I mean, the wizard. God, the poor fucking wizards had these terrible beats. What do I have? I still have Clemson minus one, the Volunteers minus four and a half, UCLA plus one and a half, South Carolina plus nine. Yeah. Uh, who knows? South Carolina's play. playing North Carolina, right, in that Duke's Mayo Bowl. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. the other thing about it is these games could get canceled. Yeah, or that no one gives a fuck on either team. And then right. that's, like, that's such a hard thing to handicap. Is that, I know. You know, I, I, I don't want to give one away already for next week, but Oregon – is a team I like a lot playing Oklahoma. Oklahoma well, they, both lost, they both lost their coaches. Yeah, yeah, but I just think some about Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley and the whole 
just their whole season. Some about it makes me feel like they want to wipe their hands of everything and just move on. Better them. Get ready I, was, for the I was looking at that one too, but then I'm like, it's tough to figure out who gives a shit and who yeah, doesn't. And Oregon is so inconsistent too; they'll play like shit sometimes. Yeah, I mean that the, the fact that they won at Ohio State and then they yeah. had the kind of games that they had against Utah and uh, Stanford. Stanford. It's, it's tough to come to reason with that. All right, hey, I want to tell people about Mungadan, St. Louis and AltonToyota.com, the great Jamie Burkhardt. The Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown returns here soon. I'm yeah, super excited about that. God, I can't wait! I can't wait to have daily fantasy golf. Because on that, I have a chance. It's mm-hmm. like I'm going to build a bunch of rosters for this Dolphin Saints thing and just... Are you going to for tonight? Because oh, we, have, we have nine... I mean, that's, fuck it. Most of you fucking hate me anyway. We have $950 in the account. Yeah. And we're trying to beat... We're trying to beat the godforsaken tax man. <laughs> <laughs> as, he's called, as he's called during Mark Milton's Tax Tuesdays. Yeah. And, and so our last chance is tonight for the yeah, NFL. Yeah. So I, I told the boys, I said, I don't know. I mean, when we picking random members of the Miami Dolphins and New Orleans Saints yeah. and just building these lineups and just hoping somehow we can hit. I'm telling we have lost so much money, so much money, <laughs> so much money. It's, it's, like, I'm sure there are people going, fuck, you know, because I used to look up people on when I played poker, because that's how you would know what kind of player they were. Yeah. Only certain players would play a certain, you know, if you're a bad player, you they'd do stupid shit. And if you're a good player, you'd do this kind of shit. So I would know going in what I was up against. I'd look up their user ID. And I know you can do that with Daily Fantasy. And if you looked up my my name, you'd go, oh, God, poor Tim. You know, <laughs> he's lost. Do they, have, do they have your history on there? I'd love I love Yes. Just like a poker player. Yeah. So there was one time a guy, I don't know if it was on the fan page or on the on the chat, or on my email, I should say, goes, hey, is your wife all right with all the money? <laughs> <laughs> they don't show how much actual dollars you've lost. Right? I don't know if it's if it's the percentage or the dollars. I don't know. Back in Sharkscope days, which was what I used for poker stars, this is going back 10 plus years, you could see the dollars, but those were only for sit-and-go tournaments. And, um, and it's like, and he's asking me this while I'm in, you know, living in Jupiter for like the sixth straight month and he has to be like either this motherfucker is making so much money or this is just like a laundering scheme you know what I mean <laughs> what in the world because we would lose on golf we did all right like not good on NF fine I mean probably lost money but it wasn't the NFL is every week yeah every week so every. I know so I know in poker what's the number of hands it takes before skill sets in it's like a couple thousand. What is it? Oh, I don't know. I've never even heard this. I, I, I've heard I, could, I mean, I, I feel like I could sit at, at a World Series of Poker table and within one orbit have an idea of 75% of the players, what kind of player they are. Sure. Good, bad, loose. And by loose, I mean they're going to play a bunch of pots, how they're going to play. So you, you can just how – they, how they fuck with their chips – yeah, pick well, it up. physically. I am 100% the fish at the table at Daily Fantasy. Absolutely yeah. dreadful. These kinds of slates, the one-game slates, are are the kinds where we have a chance. We've done okay. Those, those are the ones I like to play in for either NBA or NFL because I, I just feel like I have a better chance against the, the mean than – I wonder what – I'll, I'll look up – I'm curious. What, I, I assume the winning roster yesterday had to have Burrow and T. Higgins, but I don't know. 
You'd have to think. What else? What else would be on there? I'm just curious. Was the square play of the day yesterday? The bank. Oh, and, 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 and Justin. What's the dude's name on the Chargers? Justin Jackson. So when you have that happen, when a guy like that goes off and he's owned by nearly 50% of the rosters, then the point to- the winning point total is going to be something insane. The winning point total was 268.50 for the Millionaire Maker. Holy shit! Like a month ago, it was like 210. Um, so Burrow, Mixon, Justin Jackson, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Oh, I like the Barrios play. I was on Barrios. That was a sneaker play, but still owned by 8.3%. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews ran and ran back the Bengals with Mark Andrews. Yeah. I D- Damian Harris was huge. I would have never ever gotten a Damian Harris. I had yeah. Burrow, had Mixon, had Jackson, had Chase, had Higgins, had Barrios. Didn't run it back with Andrews because of the Baltimore quarterback situation. And Damian Harris is a is a stroke of genius that you kind of look back on now. And the Bills have really had some problems with their run defense recently. Yeah. Um, which which is how you can get there, but he was only owned by four percent of the rosters. Really? Yeah. And then the Eagles, man, the fact that he was able to keep that under the cap is amazing. But that when you have a cheap chalk player like Justin Jackson go off, God. But to have Burrow, Mixon, Chase, and Higgins, I like yeah. it. I like it because the Baltimore secondary was so beat up. Yeah. The Mixon one's kind of a sneaker play. You have to count on him catching some balls, and he did. He count, he caught six balls because going up against the Baltimore run defense, yeah. that's the sneaker play. Justin Jackson, everybody was on, didn't get burned by Madison or, or Ronald Jones, and they both were fine, but they weren't winning roster players. And Mark Andrews was outstanding um, for the Ravens yesterday. And yeah, the, you're going into the, that. The almost $5 million was Damian Harris. Yeah. That's, what, that's what did it. And he won it by five. He had 268.5 points. The second place roster, 263 points. Jeez. And had Damian Harris. And then also was another sneaker play. Marvin Jones Jr., which was good, but only got 15.4 points. Had the Eagles. God, the Eagles were such an obvious fucking play, but I just couldn't afford them. Sony Michelle was a nice play. I was on Sony Michelle. That was the leverage play to the Cooper Cup move. Okay, I see. You see what I'm saying? And that's that. Yeah. That's that's why I love this shit because that's you can you can get there. Like I can call out hands when I'm playing against certain types of. If I'm playing against a terrible poker player, I can't figure it out. But if yeah. I'm playing against a good player, I can with some degree of certain. You're always you always have to allocate ten to fifteen percent for bluff. So it it can only be up to the eighty five to ninety percent, but a range of hands, and I can see how you can get there with Sony Michelle. And Damian Harris, but I just didn't get there with Damian Harris, and that was what won this guy a million dollars. Yeah. And and to play Burrow, Chase, and Higgins, brilliant. But to play yeah. it with Nixon, super brilliant, and to run it back. Oh, Antonio man. Brown was a chalk play yesterday, owned by more than fifty percent of the rosters. Wow. Uh, Montgomery, I was on Montgomery, like that with the wind and the snow in Seattle and the Seattle run defense. Yeah. But Damian Harris, just a that's a such a sneaker play, because then that allowed him to afford the Eagles' defense. The, yeah. the other thing, the defense. Anytime you look at these millionaire things, the defense, which is the most variance one, yeah. is somebody always the winner always has a good defense. Now this person had the Chiefs' defense, which was good, but it wasn't at the level of the. They got twelve points. The Eagles' defense got four points or sixteen points, and those four points. 
they mean the world. Multiple thousands of dollars. Everything. And that's the thing. So, like, the guys in the Tam Avenue Capital Partners obviously already relegated to just, okay, we're going to lose. Like, we're going to play $950 worth of rosters tonight. And nobody expects to win, including me. And I'll be building these things over the next couple (laughs) of hours. You just go into it. You go, like, okay, who's everybody going to be on? Are they going to be on Kamara? Are they going to be on Waddle? Are they going to be on Tua? You know, and then you got to try and go, okay, then i got to put somebody else in the captain spot. Do you go with Gasicki? Do you go with, you know, Gaskin? Does Duke Johnson have another big game? You got to – it's like, okay, they're going to go here, so i got to go there. So if everybody's going to be on Cooper Cup, then you got to go, okay, everybody's on Cooper Cup. So what's my advantage? It's not playing Cooper Cup. It's it's either going Odell Beckham or going Sony Michelle or Daryl Henderson. Offsetting that, the, the, the amount of people who have the one player – so that when the other player does score, not only are you getting points, but you have the advantage over the field who has the other it's, player. It's called leverage. Yeah. And that's that's the play. It's why, yeah, you, you're going to win big pots with pocket aces, but you're going to win bigger pots with 7-5 suited. Yeah. And that's – but you have to train your brain to think counterintuitively, and it's a whole fucking thing, which is why I said, you know, I'm, I'm awful to argue with because I'm just like – the whole time I'm like thinking – you know, I don't even know if it's mathematic or game theory or whatever. It seems game theory in nature. Yeah, it's you know. So like, game theory. I would imagine Kamara is going to be the highest owned player tonight. That would be my yeah. guess. Yeah. But I, but to me, yeah, I can see him going off. But if I'm the Dolphins' defense, and the Dolphins have been a good football team here, I think they've won. What are they? Won six? Yeah, they won. They they were what one zero oh and seven, and then they, they won were one and seven, I think. Yeah, then they've won the last six in a row. Yeah, so you look at that, and I can I can go get the numbers right well, now. The defense that forces turnovers. They, yeah, they, but I mean, is that is that defense forcing turnovers, or is it is it good fortune? You know, and that's yeah. so. So then you do you go with Kamara. You go, okay, they're going to just go. Okay, Ian Book beat us, and we are not going to let Alvin Kamara beat us. So yeah. we're going to stop the run, and we're going to put somebody on Kamara, and he's just going to have a dog shit day like he did there last week, and then let Ian Book either try to run or throw to Callaway. I don't know what Traquan Smith's health is. Uh, and so that's how you have to, to to think through that. And then the Saints, they're a very good run defense. You got Lattimore, uh, assuming he's healthy and playing on Waddle. So then yeah. you can go, okay, well, then you're going to go with Gasecki over the middle, or you're going to go with, you know, Parker played last week. It's just, and then you got to find the one random dude who costs damn near nothing. Yeah. And he has to, like, have two catches for 20 yards, and that's what makes the difference. Yeah, your X Factor. You, and you can't, I mean, you can, if you want, spend all $50,000, but in order to differentiate your roster, you gotta, you got to play players that, you know, normally you wouldn't play. And so that's the part I love about it. But I'm telling you, the games kick off at 12, and then at 1230, I'm like, we're fucked again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know where you stand at 1230. Tim, is there a book you recommend on playing poker? I, I, you know what? I played this morning because I got up so early and my son didn't get up for a while and Anna Marie was sleeping and I was able to work while I, I was started texting you at eight o'clock and I'm just hitting you with texts left and right. You have to be like, oh fuck, I see what this is going to be like now. We got to, you know, this operation, this motherfucker. <laughs> but I'm like, I'll get a tournament on Bovada and it's kind of like, it's just, you know, it's taking candy from a baby. Yeah. And then I got, and then I got knocked out with pocket aces and I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. You know. Guy hits with queen five, and I can't get mad about it. You want him to make the call. It's a terrible play. I mean, he hit a queen on the flop, so then he check-raised me all in. I'm like, this guy's got nothing. But And sure enough, then he, like, rivered a flush or something. Yeah. Uh, 
but you want that. And that's and you have to get to a point when you're playing daily fantasy or you're playing poker or even in business for real where you focus on making the right decision with the information that you have and not what the outcome is, which is so counterintuitive. But yeah. that's but it leads to better mental health, I think, especially if you're talking about decisions during life. Like, because you could think back on a bunch of decisions you made in your life and be like, oh, like, given the result, I wish I did this. But you have to think in terms of what you had at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Right. And once right. you establish that and, 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 like, embrace that, your life gets so much easier because then you don't regret things. You, you have way less regrets if you think not results-oriented. Yes, I could, and that that's that's the thing. And I, I learned the results-oriented thing back playing poker. Yeah. So I think that made me – I don't know if it made me a better business person, but it made me think differently. And, yeah. and so while I wasted years of my life, probably contributed to me getting divorced 13 years ago, uh, all the poker I played, because it, it's such an isolated – thing you know if you're in a tournament and you're running deep especially on poker stars when you used to be playing against people all around the world they could go 15 hours i mean for, yeah. i'm not bullshitting if you went deep uh that's not good for friendships much less a, a no. marriage but uh and i wish and you talk about results oriented i wish i would have never gotten started now i got started and i got to the point where i was profitable with it and i still can play it now i just don't do it it's tough to do when you know your wife's pregnant you got a four-year-old yeah. but put away eight hours of the yeah day. man but bovada they're just they kind of become shubby and you're all in and it's whatever they're not like as, as deep stacked as you are at the world series of poker but the one thing that i got from it was what you just said that if if you are making a decision on the information that you have and even if like today i lost with pocket aces i'm not like motherfucker what else am I going to do? He yeah. hit. Yeah. The, that's the math. It can happen. You can't get upset about it. If I shove with ace king and a guy calls with the pocket aces, I didn't make the wrong play. I had 15 big blinds. I hit ace king. He had it, and that's the way that it goes. If he has queens and he calls me 50% of the time, I'm going to win 50% of the time. They're going to. It's just the way that the game is. Yeah. So, you know, you can make your moves more when you're deep stacked, and that's what it taught me. And so that's what that's what I love about daily fantasy. Even though I am such a shitty player, I love the thought process of arriving at rosters and players. I love it. I don't know if I'm ever going to become a good DFS player like I became a whatever. And it's not like I'm a great poker player. I certainly was profitable, but I wasn't like a great player. Um, if anything, I think I'm better now, and I'm not even sure why because I barely play. But I love it because of the way that it. Yeah. the mind and you're right jackson to not focus on results yeah it's such a healthy way to to live and then on top of it it helps you identify marks and by marks i mean guys you want to sit at the table with like the guy who calls you with king jack and then hits and then you and then and then and, yeah, and then, and then goes yeah well, no it was right i won and you're like oh good now yeah, i know exactly. he's a dumb shit and so now I know to get into pots with him more often. It's a it's a screaming tell. It's like I've yeah. talked about before with leaks. Once I know somebody's a leak, I don't get angry. I use them. Yeah. I, I use the leak to leak misinformation, to yeah. keep people over here while I'm working on this over here. I mean, you know, it's all it's very all, Michael Corleone. Oh, it's fucking insanity is what it is. <laughs> that's why that's why I need to go see the therapist. And we just did two hours on something where I just wanted to talk about something that I still haven't talked about, which is this. Inside STLshop.com, it's oh, the yeah, yeah. clearance sale. 
glad we got to that. <laughs> yeah. In an hour and 58. Forget it. Uh, yeah, uh, two hours in. Uh, InsideSTLShop.com. It's the Jackson Get This Shit Out of Our House sale. Yeah. This is seriously Get This Shit Out of Our House sale. Yeah. 50% off at InsideSTLShop.com. Uh, everything is uh, is there. So here, so this is two days worth of balloon party, really probably closer to three days because yeah. we'll have commercial breaks. And when there are commercial breaks, by the way, you're welcome to get mad at me or get mad at Jackson. Feel free. It's the format. It's yeah. the way that it works. Nothing can do about it. it. Yeah, I mean, it, listen, it, when people go, well, I mean, you're not on a – we want to be on 105.7 HD2 and YouTube because that way we can do the show the way that we do the show, which is, you know, just talking for, you know, however yeah. long straight. So that's the format. But I think the amusement and balloon party, outside of the fact that it's called balloon party and we're having to come to terms with this, and they've been, like, designing logos for the show <laughs> – and I'm sure going, what in the hell is the name of this thing? And why are we allowing this? Uh, <laughs> and like salespeople have to sit there and seriously pitch something called balloon party. You know, like it was a great idea at first. And now I'm kind of like, oh, we, we, we actually are hosting a show on 101 ESPN called balloon party. Uh, <laughs> and people are being pitched buying advertising on it. But the the whole point is, I just think the amusing part is you just cutting me off and going to break. And I'll never know when we go to break. And I'll still be talking. I'll be the asshole on the phone because I know I'm this guy. The rare times I get on the phone for a phone call where I am doing what I'm basically been doing this whole podcast, just fucking talking. And and it takes 10 minutes for me to realize the other person either like went into a dead space or they just hung up and go, I've had enough. And I'm going to tell this motherfucker I'm in a dead space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's For me, it's tough because my ADD runs so rampant. And – it's ha- it happened a couple times while I was hosting TMA when you were on vacation. Ravy or Iggy would go into like a tangent, and I would just zone out so hard that you you, you could give me multiple choice questions. I wouldn't tell you what they were talking about, but I'd have to say like very interesting, and then continue on with the show. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, so that was me during the WWE recap, oh, looking yeah. at Abigail Max Instagram feed. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, now with my son, I've been hazing his balls off here recently, and I said, "I said, do you understand?" And he says, "Yes." And I go, "Okay, what did I just say?" I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, "I'm on to you." My God! All right. My dad used to say, "Don't shit the shitter." I know yeah, what you're bullshit, doing. Bullshit. I know what's going on, and we're gonna fucking play mental war games at four years old. Yeah. No, you, you can check raise me with air. I'm coming back over the top. You know? <laughs> That's where we are. Anyway, 50% off everything at InsideSTLShop.com. Thank you to Munganass. Thank you to the great Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling. He has, uh, well, cooled this thing down, my basement. 64 degrees last night is what I had it at uh, as I was all snug in my Are you at 64 there now? Are you doing No, it? no, no, no. I, I don't think I – I think I've got it like at 69 right now. Gotcha. Double entendre. Um, but, yeah, when I go to bed, I, I, I pop pills. The pills are over here on the nightstand. They're all cut off. There's a little dollar bill rolled up. (laughs) And then I turn on Larry Sanders, and I laugh my ass off. That is how I go to bed every night. And you sleep like uh, Frankie Carbone and Goodfellas in the freezer. (laughs) Freezing. Absolutely. Uh, Munganess, thank you to Seth Goldcamp, designer, heating and cooling, the official HVAC provider, the Ryan Kelly morning after, and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Jackson, 
Maybe we will do this again tomorrow. You'll have to set aside seven hours of your day. <laughs> now we can go answer all these emails we've been getting while I've been. Yeah, what have we wow. even talked about? What have we talked about? I don't even know what we talked about. We talked about fucking poker, of all yeah. things. Poker and. Yeah, we, we talked for two hours. I know that. The Tam Avenue Capital Partners, for real. Like, if we hit. It, it, I don't know. Like, I want to, of course, I want us to hit tonight, but we could hit such an absurd number that I think we would all be able to just keep all of the money because we've lost so much that we would be about even. It's that bad. Not, not, not like a million, nothing like that, but like a number that you would go. Now, I don't know it, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's, it would, yeah. So, yeah, I've got to build out Dolphins and Saints rosters tonight, and this is it. The godforsaken tax man. Because what's going to happen is golf's going to start up, and we're going to hit big in January, and now we're just going to be, you know. Then you don't get your losing streak back. You don't have to start losing. For real, I would never do the NFL. I love doing it. It's fun, but I would maybe set aside whatever is a reasonable amount to just create rosters with and just know I'm basically lighting money on fire. With golf, I feel like I have some idea. There's a formula I use, but with – Football. I don't know how people do it. I get. We know what they probably do. They don't play the the, the GPPs, the tournaments. They probably play fifty fifties. You know, or they play yeah, but, with people. But then you're, but then you're cutting off. You know, you can't go for the glory with the right. And that's and that's what we're doing. It's a it's a, like a group of eight people who are just like, okay, we recognize we're basically lighting money on fire. Yeah, you know, but we're I'm not sure they that. supplement with fifty fifties. Like they don't put all of it in fifty fifties. Right. That's correct. But they supplement some of their stuff so that they can't lose un, like a certain amount. Right. Yes. Yeah. The fifty fifties thing is would be the move, but it's certainly not as fun. But maybe I should do that instead of like even. Yeah. I don't know. This, this has been a disaster. So yeah, we'll be we'll be Saints and Dolphinsing tonight. Uh, Jackson, thank you for putting up with the nonsense. Fifty percent off everything at InsideSTLShop.com. This has been a live edition of QFTA on the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.